This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to One Nation Radio. I'm James Gordon. Here with me. I'm Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Just, um... Ready to to do another awesome episode of O and R. Yes, another um, larger than life episode of One Nation Radio. Yes, always larger than life when it when it comes to us and you know the things we talk about, our ideas on the business, as they say. Um, yeah, man, I just want to thank everybody that sent in your audio drops uh, so far. Please continue to do so. Rich at socialsuplex.com. You guys have until September twelfth. To get those in, appreciate everybody once again that has sent them in. Do not come um, on the foolishness. Uh, I believe James is going to screen some of these things. Somebody will screen these. Don't think you don't think shit finna slide. Like you finna get your little joke jokey jokes off or none of that, and just it slides and like, oh you got us on. No, not happening. Yeah, Rich, so. Rich at first said that, and maybe they gave you all a false sense of security like that was gonna slide. <laughs> but if you listen to the show long enough, you know that shit ain't going over with my watch. That ain't happening. So somebody will be listening to these damn things. So, uh, so good don't luck. embarrass yourself. Don't embarrass yourself. Don't embarrass on, us. On hey, look, if you can embarrass yourself all you want to you will not embarrass us <laughs> not if i can help it no there, there there always could be a uh a rogue member um of the one nation radio listenership and if you feel like you are that rogue person i just want you to like get that get that out your body you know don't don't you know don't don't come over here kicking that fuck shit one of the earliest commandments of one nation radio don't come kicking that fuck shit yeah so, so um, there were some hidden episodes um, that were so back in the day, like um, One Nation Radio, like um, we were on Potomatic.com. Yeah. And we, you know, did pretty well. And we stayed there probably about our first 95, 96 episodes or so. But um, the plan that, you know, I had at the time on there. Um, they only give you a certain amount of space because this is like the prehistoric days of podcasts almost. Yeah. And I would have to delete episodes out the back to make room for new ones. And I kind of left up the ones that I thought were the strongest. And I was like, oh, I'll just yank them down and, you know, eventually get them back up. We never uploaded them or anything. So um, I kind of f- want to find something to do with them. Uh, they're just sitting on my old hard drive right here. Um, and it still works and all that. So, uh, maybe, maybe we can, 
bro, maybe we can uh, offer that to uh, the the diest of diehard One Nation Radio fans. If y'all want to dig through, you know, 2012 and 2013, maybe we can put that on on a pay hip or however you guys want to do that. So, um, uh, but yeah, make sure you guys are still following the um, uh, the the TikToks and the YouTube Shorts. Loving the uh, engagement on there. But James, what do you think of the, uh, of the old episodes? Listen to the first two. Um, and like, it reminded me that like, we were really trying to do like one hour or 45 minutes, something like that, something around that time, like 45 minutes to an hour of sports talk radio, and then like 45 minutes to an hour of pro wrestling. And like, look at us now, like we can barely keep it under like two hours and 40 minutes in in any given week. It just won't pro wrestling. Um, I, I mean, I like our show how it is. I, you know, I often bristle, bristle at like the the length of it, and I was like, "Well, that's mostly my fault because all I do is blabber on about you know any little small in, in, little thing, and just and then I also just digress all the time. So that's my fault. But um, yeah, like I, I listening back to the show, I, the wrestling version anyway. Like there is, and I think I think we'll bring it up at some point, but or maybe we'll put the list somewhere. But like. When we first started the show, um, the first episode was one recorded session, and then the first episode was like basically like the first week of NFL, and then of Full NFL Sunday. One Nation radios of NFL talk. I listened to episode four, and I was like, bro, how did like I was out here talking about defenses and linemen and all this other shit. I'm like, bro, I would I could never do that shit now. Like I've been yeah, watching NFL in years. Like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you gave that shit up, uh, and then um. <laughs> And then basically from there, uh, when we got to the, the second session, um, the second part, that was us talking about pro wrestling and it was kind of us introing ourselves. And then like we gave ourselves like basically like our t- 25 favorite wrestlers of all time list or whatever else. And I and like I went through the list, um, our, both your list and my list in like, man, like they're they're just radically different. They're radically like <laughs> like I somehow while making this list completely omitted the rock. And like I remember at the time back then, even then, like being embarrassed, and like when you mentioned Rock, it's like, oh shit! Like we had like a couple days to think of this thing, and I completely forgot the Rock. How the hell did I do that? Um, but like I'm looking at it, and like, uh, just make me this just to make sure I got this right. Okay, um, just looking at my list. I'm looking at your list. There is nobody Japanese on this list. Um, something tells me that if we <laughs> that, 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 that will change drastically different um, in, in this stage of the game, but but yeah, man, um, it was fun to listen. To, it was fun to listen to the good old days, uh, or whatever else. But um, and I also think about like what was going on around that time, and maybe some of those, you know, it was good old days and audio only at some at some points. But uh, but yeah, man, like uh, it, it was just interesting to listen back and like you know. And think of some of the things that we've we have that we've uh, done and how like the show has kind of grown. Like it's very similar but different. Like mm-hmm. that that's the way that's made it saying like obviously we've evolved. Obviously our opinions have changed. I was like I mean even weird is like people don't tell you or I guess you don't really notice it, but like our voices are different. Our voices yep. even sound different. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like we're like sound we sound deeper. Um, uh, the audio is obviously better for sure. A lot better. 
Yeah, like if you had saw it, the it way was a we struggle, were, man. If you it was, saw it was, the way we were out here niggering some of this stuff. Oh my <laughs> god! Like I'm talking about, like playing James's audio through speakers in front of the mic and shit. And yeah, we did that for a minute. We did that for was, a minute. It yeah. was like, yo, know, it, it was like I just didn't have like the knowledge of how to set it all up, and like I was working with like uh, my MacBook Air, but like it's different from the PC, so it's like you can't just record the audio coming in and then. I was messing around with uh, my damn focus right thing over there, and I didn't mm-hmm. have all the the stuff that I'd later have. And it's um, you know, just keep buying equipment, and then you just figure out how to how to do it. And I'm like, I think one day I decided I was like, bro, there's no reason everyone else can have killer audio and we can't. Like, there's right. no reason. I just like went to work, and then eventually we figured it out. So, yeah. uh, you know, James took over the recording process, and, and it was it kind of surprised me how like early on i felt like i was hosting a lot maybe after those initial episodes i moved more into the hosting role but you were hosting a lot in the very beginning too i mean to be honest like you still kind of pretty much do most of the hosting uh activities i just more or less throw it to saying i'm recording and say hey welcome to one your radio i'm just voting Rev rich what's going on and then i say take us away and then you you know <laughs> handle those topics like i just uh i think it's because <sighs> <laughs> Because of because of the the rapidly rap skills and the freestyle you've done, you are able you are better on the fly thinker and talker than I am. So like naturally, you're better. It's like I remember, um, and I didn't re- I didn't realize this, and now we basically are doing like the the uh, like the you know ten year anniversary show now. But like I didn't realize like uh, we'll have uh, some more stuff to talk. Yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, we'll be plenty of other stuff. Uh, but like I never realized until I had to do it the uh, the few, like, the first time like when like those times were like after like they just pissed me off at the WrestleMania I'd be like fuck it I'm done NBA playoffs starting I don't want I don't want any of this bullshit right now I'm sick of them right now I'll come back when I come back like I didn't realize when you start doing solo shows I didn't re- and and then like I came back eventually then like you know obviously uh, I did some solo shows and I, after I took a recording. And, like, I didn't realize just how hard it is to do the whole Bomati Jones, Colin Cowherd thing of, like, you're just on your own talking and you have to basically, like, you're, you're basically bouncing stuff off of yourself. And you got to, you know, come up or figure out a way to talk and all that kind of stuff. And, like, thank God for the, you know, the stop button and the, you know, and the mass and the ability to edit. But, um, like, the awkwardness of, like, it starts and you're talking, and, like, you have to get over that awkwardness of, like, you're talking to yourself like an idiot for, like, the first, like, two minutes, and after that, it kind of gets, it, like, the, the the awkward levels go down, but, like, yeah, like, I never really took into account, like, how just leaving you to dry it up, <laughs> up shit's creek with no paddle to do that shit, like, for summers, entire summers, at times, and, yeah, man, like, it was, I was like, damn, I, I really, I owe Rich an apology for this shit. I, at that point, I was ready to let this shit go. But Rich wanted to keep, wanted to keep going and keep doing his own thing um, and make content. And I, like, I wish I would just come back after a certain amount of time because the wrestling always drags me back. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I felt like there was always like something to talk about, like, or at mm. least I had something to say. But being so whether plugged into the wrestling news cycle or just how I kind of felt about, I think. One of the primary times I remember is 2018, where it was like after, you know, Roman Reigns gets his head bust and then they're going into, you know, the Saudi Arabia stuff and the, you know, the New Japan's like really taking off, like, mm-hmm. you know, getting hot, like over here. And I'm like, well, I've got a lot to talk about. So 
I'll just make the shows 45 minutes. I'll do punch-ins and then I'll do a live show too. So I would do like a live show where I felt like I was engaging with the comment section. So it wasn't like so much, mm-hmm. you know, being alone, but it was just like my idea was like, all right, I have I have a machine gun with these clips in it, right? And when I run out, it's going to run out quick, but like I'm I'm spraying as as much as I can in, in this like 45 to 50 minutes and that mm-hmm. was just my mentality on it. Okay. So but and it, but I was like, I'm not going like three and four or two and three hours. Like there's there's not enough for me to say. But if I can do like you know real real tight, real con- concise, uh, it would work like that. But um, pulled up some of the old theme music's uh, over the years. So, um, so how I, many do, how many have you done that you remember? So I'm thinking there's like four. I feel maybe like maybe I'm wrong. Like, I feel like there was some of them that were instrumentals. Um, there oh, were. Okay ones like where we talked where I talked over the instrumentals there were at least three different rap ones at okay. least um yeah man there, there's a lot like between that so uh maybe if I put the pressure on myself to do another one on the air um because <laughs> we've we've been rocking with this one for a while I really like it uh so um you know maybe maybe um I'll see what I can um get popping in the next couple weeks but uh that is, you know, make sure you guys are sending your audio to uh, let us know what you loved about the show over the years. So without further ado, um, so yes, yeah, it's time to get to it. So pandemonium, <laughs> all hell is broken loose. So wasn't it wasn't it basically like Wednesday afternoon? They had to sit down meeting uh, yes. where Tony Khan tells everyone. Like y'all let's, got let's chill. kind of we gotta, we gotta hold y'all got, together. Y'all got we got, chill. Yeah, we gotta hold together. We gotta you know keep it keep it together. You know this is stop, a critical stop juncture. Fucking for around, us. Stop fucking around, y'all. Promos with each other, going off book on each other. Stop being yeah. mature. Uh, lots of other stuff. Talk so, about uh, reestablish the chain of command or communicate the chain of command for those that didn't know because I think it's a little different now uh, compared to everybody just runs immediately to Tony Khan. He has to put out all the fires now. It's He's delegating some of this stuff. Um, so, and then after that happens, we find, we immediately find out about, where do you want to start? Do we start with Britt Baker? Yeah. Oh, okay. Thunder and Britt. Okay, um, yeah. So, Thunder Rose and Britt Baker, you find it like, in, in. This, this is stuff that I've known. Right, the, the right. Thunder, the Thunder and Brit stuff, like, they've hated each other for years. Shouts to, shouts to Joe Lanza, who's been, like, reporting this uh, on the Voice of Wrestling um, Patreon stuff for, like, years at this point with those two. But there was new information um, that came with Jamie Hayter apparently having issues with Thunder Rosa. And there was a spot where Thunder Rosa had broken her nose. And supposedly Thunder Rosa like left the building without checking on her, came back and then was hiding from her in a bathroom. Some say um, like there's just a lot like Thunder Rosa was getting in a lot. Um, there was a David Bixon span column that painted her in a uh, in an uneven light. I'd say there are people that like her. There are people that don't like her. Um, there are people that feel she has 
she's like very like uh, tough on some of the new people. And uh, there were some people that love working with her. So it, it was like, oh, she kind of sounds like a person like everybody else. Like some mm-hmm. people like her. Some people don't like her. But she seems very passionate for wrestling. Of course, she uh, she basically steps away um, from from competition at the moment with a back injury. There's a lot of speculation on that where um, she people don't, people are debating whether or not it's real. Is, is real or not. Um, she is booked um, for, for some upcoming events in September. Uh, there's been like, you know, uh, th- she hasn't been wrestling a lot. Um, Britt takes well, the opportunity well, to, to well, go on national well, real, television. Real quick, real quick, I'm going to get my jokey joke off. Is that a byproduct of, of her background here? Is that a byproduct of being an AEW woman's wrestler that she's not getting <laughs> much work in, in AEW? <laughs> Who the fuck knows? <laughs> but okay. um, they, you know, she she does the thing where she's crying and and hands hands back the title uh, or doesn't really hand back the title. So she's st- stepping away. She's there's gonna be an interim champion. Britt comes out and she's like, she's just glowing. Like she <laughs> immediately takes the opportunity to to wrestle a, a match with Kylan King, decent match. And um, after she gets on the mic and she's saying, yo. When I was a champion, you wouldn't catch me, you know, uh, w- with a broken wrist. Like, you know, I did I did my whole title reign and stuff like that. And uh, Brip's injury history is well documented. Broke her leg. Uh, uh, the wrist thing. Uh, I believe she broke her nose before, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, like, Brit's already kind of earned her toughness stripes. But, the you know, her and her and thunder is like just a lot more closer to the sun than it even felt um at what point do they stop booking these people together um they've always been professional in the ring um thus far like i don't think it's gotten to uh the point of yo they need to be separated or anything like that but as far as out of the ring oh it's like i think it's just as bad as you know put this up there with any um you know backstage rivalry that you can think of and man um you know and with thunder supposedly afraid jamie hater was gonna beat the hell out of her and then thunder going on busted open radio to vehemently deny that and call herself an mma fighter uh which kind of reminds me of that time lebron called himself a football player um you know when people were questioning his toughness and with thunder like doing this she's catching it a lot like people don't have sympathy for her uh people which is weird because like i don't know i don't know what she did to piss people off yeah like it's like all right like like why does everyone hate thunder rosa and just think she sucks all of them all all of a sudden because thunder rosa was like the hit from the moment that she's came in aw she was a good wrestler who was getting great reactions, who was over a lot in, in our town. And then maybe, I don't know if it was a case where maybe people feel like they missed the window for her. And then by the time she, she won it, and then it just didn't get off to the right uh, foot where it's like, well, I don't know, but it seems like people have strangely turned against her. And I don't think they've necessarily like signed up for Britt Baker's side of this thing, but whatever their beef is between them, it's just their beef, I think. Um, but yeah, like Thunder's, this this thing is like grown to a disaster level, I think. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good at all. Um, I, I do, I do wonder like, because because the word came out, which I don't know how the hell this got out, it was like 
she was going to put the belt onto Tony Storm until this happened. Yes. And then they're going to, and then they like, all right, we'll just make an interim. That's title. another piece of heat that's we'll, we'll, there. Go, go on. Um, so like Tony Storm and um, and Thunder have had some issues going back months that I'm privy of. So it's um, and then with this whole thing is like, oh, Storm was set to win because they're obviously going to make a change from all this stuff. And it's like f- combined with what I knew. Seeing that it is like the timing is funny. So people drawing the yeah, she, Thunder Rosa lost her smile. It's something yes. about those San Antonio Texans. I don't, I don't know. You know, they, they gotta, you know, there's something in the water down there, you know, but you know, if, if it's a case where Rosa doesn't want to like lose and people have called her on this, not wanting to lose uh thing before that's bullshit. Um, just like, you know, like, someone put you over why don't you put someone else over uh when you when you got to drop this thing but um they're gonna do the interim thing and delay the issue i guess <laughs> so when she comes back i don't i don't think people are going to be um she i don't think they're gonna heal yeah that that's and, and i was like kind of calling for that before and, and the weird thing is like if you don't if you don't <laughs> if you're not following any of this shit you're just watching the show like if you're it, Right, you're just like all of a sudden they turn heel. You're like, what was that about? She was perfectly fine, babyface. What? Why did she turn heel? And like, they're gonna have to. They'll come up with something. Obviously, they'll. I hope they don't do the the the. You supposed to know that Sean and Brett really hate each other for real and not like for play shit. I hope they don't do that with her and Brett. But um, yeah, man, like they're gonna have to turn her heel, um, and go from there. That that's for the best. But like. It, it it's a mess. It's a mess with this particular thing because it's like it seems like none of the women are in her corner. None of the women right. that matter anyway. Right. It's like there's like no one like in public that Thunder's like necessarily associated with. But like the things about Britt Baker, Britt Baker's friends with everybody. Britt Baker is like a well regarded person in this promotion for getting people jobs. Um, for having a bunch of close friends her and tony storm were close friends jamie rebel like that imagine that unit rolls tight um together and you always just hear all of these stories about um how how beloved Britt baker is uh behind the scenes and you don't necessarily hear that with thunder rosa yeah and it's like i, I think of like what i know about them personally and it's like I, you just wouldn't imagine you figured it'd be the other way around like you mean to tell me the person that's out here like going on on Twitter in their free time between wrestling and denti- dentist dentistry to like to to defend uh, Johnny Depp while wearing a Ben Roethlisberger jersey? That's the person that's the one that's liked the most, really. So it's 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 weird. It's it's a mind fuck almost. Yeah, it's it's really weird. Um, yeah, yeah. I, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Because the division is so um, lacking in the amount of attention it gets, right? Like, or amount of attention it is allowed to be given. Also, like, I don't know, um, like, how she rebounds from this. Like, I don't see, like, unless she turns heel and she's just a great heel and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't see, like, a path to, like, a second woman's title reign. You know what I mean? Like, this like, could just I, be I wouldn't it. be shocked if, if Thunder, like, you know, whenever a contract is up, it just, like 
Chuck the Deuce. Like if it's like getting to this like bad level, like if this, this continues, and, yeah, yeah, it's like, um, and it's kind of sad to see because like I think Thunder Rosa is the person that you know when this this thing was like dying in the water like during Sheeta's like reign and it's like, um, you know they have no one to put Sheeta in there with. She shows up, and I was remember I'll always remember being at All Out twenty twenty when that show is like going off the fucking rails and it's the first time they've had like a bad like pay per view like that. They have the Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara thing mm-hmm. and everything like that. The people that like basically shake the building inside and be like, it's all going to be okay. Like this show is like not going to fall off a cliff. It was Carl Sheeta and it was Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. And like from there, like I've had a ton of respect for Thunder Rosa and Same. it's just been, I've, I've heard, you know, whispers of, of her back backstage issues before. And it's just like, man, like none of this, like, like either she's a better worker than I, than I think, but right. it's like, I, I feel like I couldn't picture it being her, but right. you know, yeah, you never I, know. And it was weird we, for me. We don't like, know. We don't know these people, right? That's one thing to right. remember, right? You know, personas like very much like what what Adam Cole said about you know people being different than what they are, you know, what without the cameras around. Uh, but I remember like when the division was really struggling, and it was like they didn't have any answer. I was like, well, why don't they go get Thunder Rosa? Like. There are people that are out there to go get, and then they brought her in like weeks later. Um, because I was at a point that was one of the points I had like I had great frustration with the division, um, and like the way it was being utilized. And, um, now I mean, we still have a lot of those issues. (laughs) (laughs) That much, that much is improved. It's improved, it's improved about this much, about this much, a smidge, right? A skosh, but, um, I I just um I I just it's just weird it's just weird like the dynamic of like it going so bad with it, with like not everybody but like her and Jamie her and Britt you mentioned the thunder uh, you mentioned the, the Tony Storm thing her fucking tag team partner they got they selling merch it's like fuck. oh her her doing that sandbagging shit like and putting the, putting it on a t shirt it's like what the fuck like like. I, like, that was weird. It, it was it was weird. It was dumb. And it yeah, was no like buying that shirt, and it was like I don't, I don't understand this. Like that, like, and I think it's you know there are some people that are speculating that maybe this is not an injury. This is a secret suspension. Um, that you know she's been sent away for a while till things cool down, which it's possible. I'm not gonna say here, but and, like I don't understand the idea of I need to suspend you, but I also need you to hold on to the title. How about it, it also on the time of like you're about to dro- drop the title? Nah, how right. about this? I'll, I'll start to suspend you after you drop this fucking title. You can go away and come back <laughs> uh, after you know or whatever else, and we can use it like you lost the title, and we use that as a storyline of you went away for to take care of X, Y, or Z, or you were depressed, or you were upset, or blah 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 blah. Like this don't make no sense. Yeah. Um, so whatever happens, I hope these people find a way to work with each other. And even if they don't like each other, which everybody in pro wrestling is not going to like each other because it is a competitive business, as yeah. we are learning again, <laughs> um, you know, hopefully, you know, it all works out. But in other news, all elite buddies, <laughs> yeah, it's all elite, it's becoming all elite wrestling. Yeah. Um, wrestling wrestling and, and, and like i think something to remember about about Britt baker like um 
this is the most important woman in the history of this company. She's not going anywhere. She resigned for five years at the end of last year. And, like, and the person that's number two, they did leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, this is Brit's business. Like, this is Brit's, like, you know, unless they, they decide to choose Jade over her, which, you know, they'll have to they'll have to convince me on that. But this is this is Brit's like, you got to get down a lay down like, you know, and you can't work with Brit. All right. Holla. Um, I, I, I don't see it as that as much as is like. What the fuck could have possibly gone so wrong between y'all two to where y'all are like that to where they is gotten to this. I like I'm beginning to think it's weird. I'm beginning to think like because we remember a revolution, right? Everybody was assuming that it was time for Thunder to win that night and Britt retains the belt. Part of me thinks that was a test like by TK. The man test. I think it was like, yo, all right. The last time y'all fought, it didn't count, but Thunder won. Um, but we can't just like, you know, have Britt just lose to her or whatever and you know, blah, blah, blah. But so we're going to give Britt the first one and then you'll come back and beat her. So it's even essentially like, I think it was like, yo, will you put Thunder over? Yes, I will put Thunder over. And then it was like, will you put over, uh, you know, Br- Britt or whatever? Yes, I will put Britt over and I will show you that I'll do that by cleanly demonstrating that I'll put her over after. Um, but like you look at those two and it's like Brit's done a lot of clean jobs that people forget about, don't talk about, don't remember, because I think they're obsessed with this idea that she's like this, this terrorist or whatever. But like she, she's lost like, clean up and down, like from before she won the title, while she had the championship, after she's lost the title to set up Tony Storm. Like what? Like, like some of the Brit Baker, like a uh, slender gets on my nerves i think it has to like do, I, from that uh, perspective i think it has to do with like her her approach when it comes to promos it is like okay like we get it we know you're number one star can you stop like any other you have any other thing to give up no it's been a year nothing uh, okay like i feel like the part where it's like yeah i lost because i had to put someone i almost feel like yeah i had to put someone else over <laughs> but like it's, it, it's it's not the charlotte thing it's not, it's not, but I can see how people were like, all right, like the part of people be, being over her is, I can see why people are over in that way and we're like, this motherfucker's always there, like in the scene, like go over there or go away for like a week or something or, or for like two weeks. Um, not to say that she has, cause she absolutely has, she has not been on TV every single week either, but it, it, it's, it's this thing where it's like. It's so in your face that she's number one star, and like they refuse to turn her baby face either. That I think that's also the part for me that was like, can't can't you can't just turn her baby face? You can't turn your number one star baby face. One the Roman Reigns shit is this. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I guess I guess we can just move on. Uh, next next up next up, unless there's anything else you want to talk about. No, nah, that's it. All right, so next up, <laughs> boy. Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara. So, who reported that like word the 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 word that like nobody wants to work with Sammy? Uh, I guess I think the was Rossap. I think it was Sean Rossap said people weren't exactly rushing to work with Sammy and the out and the fallout of the um uh 
uh, Scorpio the Sky. TNT. Yes, yes, um, yes. Dan Lambert thing. Um, and I, I read that, and I was, you know, just looking at it like, well, um, <laughs> they handed that man a plate of shit in that situation. I imagine that he was not happy about this, and maybe he wasn't as eager, you know, to to do business and things, you know, things of that nature. But um, they, you know, I guess the deal was in that Kingston was like, put him with me. You know, I, I need somebody to, to work with, you know, coming off, you know, being with Jericho. And they designed blood and guts around, you know, him throwing Sammy off the uh, the thing uh, or the cage. And, you know, Sammy coming back like Shawn Michaels at the end of uh, Triple H versus Sting. And he's like the one last person like uh, it, it was it was kind of reminded me of, of Belly in a sense. So when, when all those guys are like swarming uh, Linus's house and he fights them all off or Scarface or, you know, he fights off everybody. And then there's that one motherfucker that, that snuck up behind you that you forgot about. Like and then it was Sammy, you know, turned on or hitting Kingston at the end. There was a uh, promo that did, didn't make air that Sammy cut at, uh, you know, one of those Rampage shows and essentially calls him. You know, he he tells him like, yo, I think he calls like, him a fat piece of shit, calls him a fat piece of shit. And it was like something like you fat pieces of shit also in the crowd or some yeah. shit like that. And then the Eddie Kingston, as I mentioned, the burying people in the promos before, like immediately thinks the match is buried. Um, he's like, goes on this rampage like you can't call me fat like there's like a video response to it immediately but apparently after that when he came backstage um eddie kingston like mush sammy Guevara or words and he's been very aggressive before both of these guys put statements out um through uh, pw insider and i believe srs and put their names on it which is cool because a lot of guys don't want to do that or whatever but at least we have like statements and you know stuff like that but the I, I everyone immediately jumped into like you know uh the the pie face uh thing turned into yeah man eddie kingston swung on this man and, and beat this man down and, and uh it was just a, a fuck sammy Guevara marathon on twitter and it was just like well if he said something in the promo like that like you can't just like go putting your hands on somebody backstage like right like eddie kingston's in the wrong here but yeah, everyone loves Eddie Kingston here, right? And yep. Sammy Guevara is not necessarily popular right now. Yep, and you know, now, and that's big, not to say that Eddie, and that's not to say that Eddie or that what Sammy did was the smartest thing in the world to to to, to bury Eddie Kingston as a fat guy either. Uh, but yeah, like if you're going to say who is quote unquote wronger, it's, it's the person that escalated into physical violence. Right. And, and I, I like both of these guys, so I'm not like, you know, I, I kind of look at this much in the, um, you know, the 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 Will Smith situation. Uh, I'll, I'll say the Will Smith rule here. So it's like there was one yeah. person that decided whether it was too far or not. I don't know, because, you know, I'm I'm looking at it as a pro wrestling fan, like someone's trying to say some things. And this is largely what that meeting was about. Um, these people not and Sammy put it in a statement like, yo, usually when we get together, he's like, there, there are things that, you know, we, we normally tell people that um, are out of line. We don't want them to go there or whatever. And, you know, I think a thing with Sammy is like no one can can mention like his ex fiance and stuff like that. And that's understandable. That's that kind of hits home. And, uh, you know, but with this, I think the major problem, I think I was listening to a podcast. I don't remember who it was, but it was like. A lot of these people just aren't talking to each other. And, you know, 
if people had better communication with one another and was like, yo, this is like, <laughs> like, like, this is what I plan to say. Is this okay? It's just like everyone's kind of just doing their own thing. They're, they don't realize they're on the same side because I guess it's a, um, it's a situation where everyone's so competitive for that three hours of TV time per week. And it's like, I can imagine people like just trying to be way up. Um, good point, James Brown. Why I agree with Rich. I love Eddie, but he's too old to be beefing with someone. <laughs> to be like, bro, like, like, think about like, you know, politically how this this ties up. It's like, all right, like, this is a bad move, Eddie Kingston. Like, you are on your last strike. I would imagine. Like, you're not gonna walk into WWE tomorrow. Um, you're not gonna like, re- like, you can go to New Japan, right? Maybe, but like, Eddie's like, this isn't. This is not smart. Like no. you are you are a veteran that is that has been around the game for a long time. King or Sammy Guevara's career is going to keep going for the next however long, right? He he's much closer to whatever he's going to be ultimately in wrestling than Kingston is. And it's like it's a bad move because you never know where someone can end up. Yeah, I, I... I guess the thing for me is just like I I don't understand like how to escalate like I, like I read Kingston's thing and Kingston said that like they had an argument and then another time they got another argument and then like he made a face at him and the face made triggered him into hitting him or whatever and I'm just like bro this is this is this is you this is this is you like if you can't control yourself then what is there to discuss. What I mean, what is it? And like, and to be wrong, like Kingston owned up to it. And he was like, he's yeah. like, I'm totally in the wrong on this and whatever else. But I did not. And I'll, I'll say this: reading Sammy saying he's just like he he sounds like he's talking to a parent, like trying to say that it's the younger bro- it's older brother's fault for all this shit. Uh, like it, it was it was it was like no, it was it was very like. I I give accountability, and while the knowledge there is accountability, it's just what this nigga's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, he owes him, he doesn't owe him anything because, like, obviously, like he he hit him. Uh, but it's like the way it was like. There's still tension there. The way that was that was that that, that came off me. There's still tension there. Like there is no, all right. There was a physical altercation, and like, it's over, or or, it will be over. Like there's still there's still tension over that. Yeah. I, I imagine they're not happy about their pay-per-view match being pulled. Um, I mean, cause Kingston is what shadow suspension or whatever. Uh, I think he's back now, but oh, okay. he, he, he was the only one that was shadow suspended. Sammy was not Sam was still working uh, the whole time, but this is, uh, you know, this sucks like for, for those guys. So hopefully once again, they can be pros yeah, and move they forward. The card. Yep. Um, they, you know, much in the way that Sammy and Eddie should control themselves. Oh my God, what a segue. <laughs> control your narrative zone, Adam the Titan Sure, <laughs> aka Braun Strowman, may be on his way back to WWE. And my God, I can't find it even funnier. I'm so happy that Tony Khan did not take the Wyatt Strowman bait that 
has been out there for months uh, or years at this point. Um, Control Your Narrative has been an absolute laughing stock and flop at every, um, you know, every turn. Remembering what Braun Strowman said about all those indie wrestlers and generally making an ass of himself. Mm. Um, Triple H running an invasion on Control Your Narrative now. Um, bringing back numerous Q people and um, this whole thing with, you know, Strowman. Like, he, he's, the big guy wants the big bodies back. So, um, like Johnny Gargano, huh? Yeah, like Cross, <laughs> you know, like Jonah, supposedly, you know, may, may be back as well. Um, well, Jonah should never got fired to begin with. So, you know, that goes with it. So that's like, whatever. Um, and also, like, he's also done some proving it in, like, in that G1. He's done some proving it. Like, yeah, he shouldn't have got rid of me. You see what I just did with Okada? Like, yeah. Uh, you had me admit something about about uh, about Jonah and Okada uh, earlier today. Oh, game. I would have never. I would have never had Okada drop a fall to him. Really? Never. Well, because you don't think he's going to get it back? I mean, I think he's going to get it back, but I wouldn't have done it in the first place. I mean, he has to drop falls to somebody. Do it to someone else. That's worked for New Japan Pro Wrestling. <sighs> all right. Well, okay. So, all right. Let's see, let's see who's in the A block. Uh, you got Bad Luck Fale. He's lost a Fale a million times. You got Yano. He can get Yano'd. Archer. Tom Lawler. Okada. Uh, who am I forgetting? Who am I forgetting? There's some people. That's it. Okay. Yeah. So, like, so there, pick there, between. There wasn't too many options. Of who we yeah. Would I mean, he. Well, in theory, if he was winning the G1, he could just beat them all, right? <laughs> Jeff Cobb is the other guy. Could have come off right, Cobb. That's right, that's right, Cobb. Yeah. Pick between Cobb and, and, and Filthy Tom. You know, if it, if it's you know that case, but I guess that's the way they wanted to go. But um, as far as like Strowman, I'm just laughing. I'm just laughing. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> look, uh, I am not going to pretend like I did not enjoy a lot of Braun Strowman's run in WWE after he got like, at, <clears throat> like post 2000 from 2017 uh, till he basically got let go. Like, uh, obviously, he's limited because of, you know, um, the size and the wear and tear from the power or from the strongman stuff or whatever else. Um, and obviously, he's not some great wrestler, he, uh, but. In a monster match, in in you know, in that sort of thing, he can get that he can get that done. Like he had became he had built himself up to being a person that can be, have uh, fun main event matches and in doing WWE style monster matches. Like he figured that out. Uh, so he deserved you know not deserved but like he had earned um, what he got from the company monetarily, and then they and then they fucked him. Um, so and that, probably that, gonna bring him back cheaper, which is. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Zekumaki says, nah, tell James he means the match Okada had with Jonah. He needs to give that loss back like he stole it. My man got carried like Kobe dropping 81 on the Raptors to help him uh to help him help the Lakers win. I mean it's Okada. I'm not gonna disagree. Uh but I mean we have seen him have a few good matches uh, here and there, and like when he, it was a time for him to have the, ma- the best match of his career, or not best match of his career, but like 
something uh, approaching that. Like he showed up and he did the thing. Like I, you know, I gave that match four and a quarter. Most people like that match a lot more than me. Most people think that's one of the better matches of the block, a uh, uh, block play in a tournament. Uh, so yeah, or not one of the better ones, one of the best. So like, yeah. Um, and keep in mind, like I know a little bit about you know. Bronson, as far as personality, from listening to stuff, and like he wanted to do New Japan before before WWE even came up for him. So like, maybe there's a sense of, you know, I'll I'm not just gonna leave without putting back over Okada. Like I, I you know, but either way, um, was that actually? A, it was just a rumor that they or a rumor that they reached out to him or they're thinking about it, right? They are interested. Interested. I mean. It's WWE. They're always going with big people, even if, and especially when it's you know, Braun Loomis top dollar. The last cost. time he was around, the last time he was around, he did get trial matches on the main roster. And Vince, you know, obviously said no because he he doesn't want to. He doesn't want someone that looks like him. But Triple H, obviously, he was a you know, Triple H brought him in. Triple H liked him. Triple H spotlighted him pretty well and presented him pretty well with like. The, the the Godzilla music in in the entrance and in all that stuff like he like of all you know as that was going down the shit in uh in in uh, almost in Japan in in NXT uh, version 1.0 like he actually presented Bronson Reed pretty well so I I imagine he liked him and I understand like if he comes back like he's gonna be a big dude that's gonna be able to do cool stuff if he brings it back but. So I don't mind that I, the Strowman thing. I will obviously I will want Strowman and um and Bronson Reed far the fuck away from each other. I don't want them to do a you know uh you know a movable object meets a or sorry uh whatever movable object enforced thing whatever the hell it's called. Basically, two big people. I don't want that. Um, but yeah, like yeah, it's WWE. Like and Reed's good, so why not? Yeah, um, I, it's it's hilarious. They're they're trying to you know bring all these people back and um, seeing what he's what Triple is able to bring back right now. What he wants to bring back because there's more like tampering stuff in that meeting. Or like mm-hmm. they reached out to WWE and basically told him you know stop stop essentially chill and. You know. he, they, the funny thing for me was like they said that they emailed Stephanie like Stephanie or Stephanie ain't the one you need to be emailing. It needs to be Hunter. It needs to be y'all need to go out there and and, and email Triple H because <laughs> it's him. Yeah. Um, so I will uh, keep my mouth closed here. This is um. uh, <laughs> this wasn't mentioned, but since we here talk about uh, about um, WWE stuff, Gargano. Like I know we talked about it in passing. Uh, Man, we got some blowback week. on the uh, on the YouTube comments too last week. Jesus. Yeah, and if you like, I saw the comments or whatever. Or I saw one of the comments, or whatever else, and then like I listened to what we said, and I was like, I don't see how you say I'm a WWE hater. When my response was, this isn't what I wanted him to do. That didn't say I hated WWE. You confl- see, you conflated the two because that's how you feel. I, I communicated that I wish he was doing something else. I didn't say that I hate WWE or I wish that or I, or I, your WWE sucks. I didn't say none of that. I just said I wish he was doing something else. I mean, like we could have said that, you know, like like we like there is different. I, all- I, don't, I don't hate WWE. <laughs> so, but the thing for me was like I was described as a WWE hater. It was like, 
of the two people in the Nation Radio, I'm the WWE hater? Since fucking when? You know, elite worker. You know, I apparently I am, so... Uh, it was yeah. it was odd. It was strange, but um, I went yeah, back and real I... Real quick, real quick in the comment section, live Twitch, uh, I don't know how to run a poll or anything, but uh, can we get... Who is the real WWE hater uh, of One Nation Radio? Uh, can we get you guys voting in, in this? One for Rich, two for James. Please let us know. Um, yeah, so um, I went back and I watched the uh, last week's episode of Raw. I or not, I didn't watch it, but I skimmed through it to get until I got to the Gargano part and um, watched the Gargano thing. His music comes on. It, it starts top of the uh, the third hour. Hey, music. I'm running it up right now, James. Oh yeah, because they they know. <laughs> I know. Uh, so they um they start him out at the beginning of the uh, at ten o'clock, um, and like the place like comes. This is about as good of a reception I would imagine like Johnny Gargano was gonna get. Obviously, they were in Toronto, um, but like it was that thing where like it belts out, and then like it is. <laughs> Not only did he said his second box, he said one, he said and one. <laughs> so, <laughs> Rich is a god tier hit of WWE. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Like, like, but I'm the one that got the the the, the definition of the, whatever, man. Anyway, it is justified, very yeah, justified. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but Gargano comes, his music plays, the whole arena gets up they can't believe it he comes out they get louder obviously and it was one of those like you know loud the whole time and they had full bodies who it ain't just kids it's everybody in the building it was was happy was happy to see this dude he comes out he's you know he's histrionics and high-fiving the fans and everything he comes back and high-fives the fans on the way into the ring the crowd the crowd wouldn't let him the crowd was so hyped they wouldn't even let him like just get straight to it talking like, you know, like they just kept giving him a, giving his man an ovation for like 30 seconds after the music cut off. And like, then he, you know, he goes down a spill of like, you know, I, I thought about what I was going to do with my career and I didn't know. And then he talks about, um, he, uh, about, uh, Quill Gargano, his son and talk about, calls him baby wrestling. And the crowd is happy to hear about baby wrestling and everything. And then, and then he does the thing that they have people do where it's like, that, which is why, like, it, AEW gets cursed with it, where it's like, he, give, he gives down the run list of his resume, which is like, I, I heard Meltzer say, like, people don't actually do that. I was like, well, they do when, like, they're on, when they're on police cam and, like, they beat up their boyfriend. Because I, I, I saw I, I saw Jake Atlas do that. He, he did run down. He did run down the... the he did. Someone should have told Dave that. Dave might have been he, upset. When? <laughs> Oh so, man, I forgot about that. Good God, I, embarrassing! I, I, I happened to, I, I, I just happened to recall. I was like, like no, some, like ah, ah. In fact, <laughs> in fact, that is untrue, David Meltzer. Anyway, um, so he gives he. Uh, he talks about what he wants to do. He talks about he wants to win like the U.S. title. He wants to win the. He said, "Growing up, he talked about what he wanted to do in wrestling." When he talked about, he was at the his crossroads of what he wanted to do and why he came back. And he said, "Like I've always said, when I grew up, like I wanted to do, you know, wanted to win the U.S. title, wanted to win the Intercontinental title, wanted to win the 
WWE title, wanted to, wanted to, you know, be in the Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, go to WrestleMania, all this stuff, and I can only do that if I'm here, so that's why I am crowd cheered. Yay, someone stayed. <laughs> Yay, someone stayed. Yay, someone, uh, you know, the wrestling, his wrestling daddy is here, you know. Yeah, so, uh, out comes Theory. Theory does the whole, like, the, the student has become the, the, the master, uh, says that you be my bag boy or whatever else and all this kind of I, we, stuff. We need. I'm confused. Like I'm a casual. I'm a casual fan, James. Why are these people? What are these, what are these people talking about? Why don't we get any video packages explaining who these people were? In their like, relationship and and, and right. any of that. Right. Uh. So I I don't know. They they dropped the ball on that one. So then. So then, next thing I know, uh, he does the thing like let's do you know what all you know all you know. You're not, you know, I'm being my bad boy right now, but, you know, I can teach some things. I, I'm money in the bank. I'm soon to be next WWE champion or universal champion, whatever the fuck they are. Undisputed WWE champion. Undisputed, undisputed WWE universal champion. So he says he wants to do the high, the way high five. And then Johnny just super kicks him and then like walks off and the crowd went nuts for him. And like the dude felt like a big star. And like, as I was skimming through, scrolling through fast to get to the Gargano part, like, I'm watching all the stuff that's going on. And like, I see like, how Kevin Owens is being presented. I see like how like uh the Oscar in Alexa Alexa versus EO in uh Dakota match like gets like 18 minutes. Like I, I I'm you know, I'm I'm just scrolling through like the first two hours and I'm just like you know, like this show, you know, regardless of what people have said about whether or not the show is improved or not, I can't speak for SmackDown, but Raw is, I'm not saying it's fucking dynamite. I'm not saying it's even NXT back when it was on uh, on the network, but like it's a competent pro wrestling show, and it looks like pro wrestling. And like they and they have a group of people that they want to present as their stars or their group of quarter core, and they're like she like pushing them, and it was it was quite refreshing to, to see like pro wrestling in WWE. <laughs> um, so so yeah, like. Like, when people tell you about that Kevin Owens stuff, like, they have been, like, that's just a shoot. Like, it's legit. And, like, the thing they did with, um, in Toronto, because obviously Edge and the main event is a surprise. They had Kevin Owens come out as a, as a surprise. Or not, no, I'm sorry. Edge wasn't a surprise, but Kevin Owens came out as a surprise for, um, Gable. They had, uh, Trish Stratus come out at the beginning of the women's segment before the, the women's match. And it's like... They're in Toronto and in Canada. They're bringing out the hometown heroes. They're all winning. And then like, and then you hear next week, and then you hear next week, they're going to Pittsburgh, and, and, and Kurt Angle's going to be there. And you're just like, holy shit, they're doing pro wrestling again. Um, so James like, trying to beat the allegations they send in the um in the comments. Um. <laughs> no, like I legitimately thought like this looks like a pro wrestling show, and like if they keep this up. I'll, I'll I'll give them a full watch as opposed to skimming through the shit, but like it looked well done. It uh like it, it really did. Um now SmackDown, I heard SmackDown still a mess. I heard SmackDown still a mess, but Raw just improved. And I mean, like, you know, I, I don't know what the roster situation is for, for SmackDown or whatever else, but yeah, like I, <clears throat> if you get a, if you get improved a three hour show, like that's 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 some improvement. Like I'm not saying they're gonna be out here. They're gonna you know. I don't think Triple H is gonna win uh, Booker or promote a year anytime soon. Hey, you but, threw that away with some of them returns. But <laughs> but but what I will say is like if he's just gonna like all the stuff that we said of like even on his worst day he's gonna be better than this. Well, we're right. We're right. We're proven right so far. And like 
they're um, you know, they sold the tickets or they put the tickets on sale for Boston for Survivor, Survivor, Series. Survivor Series, and they like almost sold out immediately or cl- near sellout. They're gonna open up new sections. Like, bro, they're doing a lot better now. They're, w- they're just hot WWE for fans reason, have know. been they have been waiting for so long to feel good about liking WWE and supporting WWE. Um, they put I. I have I have like clung to this statement, and some of you guys may have you know I know peep this, uh, but it's 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 always just funny now. Like you know, just if anyone tells you how how much improved you know everything is, just you know, just go back. Like if this is someone you correspond with, this is somebody that you follow. Like what were they saying a year ago? Like were they telling you everything was all good? There's no problems. Then it's like. Were you capping then, or are you lying now? Um, I I don't know. Oh, you um, know what it is. They were lying back. They were lying their ass off back then. <laughs> like if, like bro, if Smack, like if, if WWE had not been so bad uh, from 2019 through 2021, we never stopped watching them. Or maybe we do to start or to fill more time or to make more time for AEW or whatever else. But like we never just like drop them wholesale and never cover them anymore. Or, or rarely ever come to some pay-per-views. Like, I would have... I'll watch damn near anything if it's good. Like, I'll, I would have watched a, a Raw or SmackDown on uh, on tape delay and skim through the paper or the uh, commercials and give you a review. That's not a problem. It's just like... It, it seemed like a pointless show that had no purpose and it had no roster positioning. None of that. Like, it was all a mess. It had no sense of direction or self. Now, it looks like it has a bit of an identity and looks like they're doing some cool... Some, well done thing. So like, onward and upward for him. I'm glad for him. Like, it, it's it's stupid for the worldwide leader <laughs> to be trash. It sucks. Retrogram said the Toronto Raw was the first eight to ten plus episode or eight out of ten plus episode WWE programming has had in years. I'm happy for them. James Brown said they was fighting for their life trying to STS. Help me that help me out with those uh, abbreviations. Retrogram says the last thing even close was the episode where NXT took over and they did Cole versus Brian. Yeah, that show was wrong. Like uh, Miz, Miz and Champa, Kevin, or sorry, uh, you get the flip dive and the brawl and stuff. Like, yeah, that was uh, that's when the boys couldn't make it over. Um, sorry, uh, the hostage. Yeah, the hostage situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. That Team- match was raw though. T mess double O Hunter going five hundred and everyone's ready to throw them a parade. Yes, we're, we I th- believe we warned this as well. It's like they don't even have these are just well it'll be like, it'd be actually be six hundred because you know it's three hour show five hours of television <laughs> so it's more six hundred but yeah I, it's still it's still not like you know like you know the the back when Rampage worth a damn we we've never we have not talked about Rampage of we late. have not I, I actually oh, watched man. it this week and I'm. I'm ready to uh, let it off, so like okay. we'll, we'll get there. Okay. Um, I did not watch Rampage. You know, how bad Rampage. I've watched like I've watched every episode of Rampage until this. Yes. Week. I might still have to pull this up eventually. Black Saber Jr. and Triple H does the bare minimum in all caps, and people are treating him like he's late '90s Baba. Hunter is batting two twenty with mostly bunt singles and being lauded like he's Derek Jeter from Bill's Mafia STF. I, I agree, guys. Tour. I, I agree, guys. Like, you know, these are just different standards and WWE being these people's childhood promotion that they grew up with and wanting and the, it and, and, and it look, just and makes also, them feel good. And also they don't they don't care to not look not only do they not watch anything else, they they care not to watch anything else. And that's perfectly fine if you ain't got the time to look, 
this is this is a commitment to be watching all this shit. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, right? It, it is what it is. Uh, the thing for me was like I was so disappointed with what I was watching out of main, from Vince McMahon out of his brain into like art, art, you know, onto the screen. It frustrated me so so that like I seeked other things and like I'm much happier. Like, cause if something sucks, I could be like, "Oh, this sucks." I ain't gotta, I ain't gotta tie myself, marry my identity. To this, I can move on to the next thing. Cause there's always gonna be somebody doing good wrestling somewhere. Um, so yeah, like for everybody else, they're not willing to make that jump. And look, I don't. Um, I'm not gonna talk ill of them or anything like that. But when people try to tell me that this, that and the third is okay or very good or shaping up to be blah blah blah, and I'm like, "Bro, that sounds. That's what you're telling me. This sounds like like." The third best thing I, I could possibly watch this week. I mean, it doesn't impress me. It doesn't really move me. I, it's like, bro, the, the like AEW is playing a different ball game than yeah. than these guys still. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's it's interesting. So um, especially like when we talking about you know people doing backflips for um, what's being given on Mondays and Fridays. Yes. Like, like oh my gosh, oh my god, Hunter Hearst Helmsley was able to like book baby faces competently in a way that Vince McMahon hadn't done for almost a decade. Oh my God. Like, isn't this show so much better than there actually are heroes you that aren't idiots and, 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 and losers. This is amazing. Like, Oh, so it's basic wrestling. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look, right. So at the end, I guess maybe I didn't beat the charge. <laughs> but no, man, the show was good. I, from what I saw skimming through it, the show was good. The matches were good. Like, Onwards and upwards. More of that, please. You, you you do more of that, I will eventually tune in. I'm not even joking. I will tune in if, if you... N- not live. We do this show. I watch it on delay. But, like, you know, that's what? Two hours two hours and, two, two, and 20 minutes? Uh, what commercial breaks cut out? I can knock that out. That's Stardom House Show. With, like, six matches. Have fun with that. Um, they got to keep it up. I'm not going to do it off one match, off one show. But like, you give me like a month of this, I'll be like, oh, let me, let me see what y'all got going on over there. So, uh, moving on, um, Will Osprey, or I didn't really say what I thought about Gargano as we took the yeah. long um, uh, detour out of there. Um, well, this is a guy that is very happy about where he is. So yep. that's awesome. So um, I don't think TK was necessarily enamored with him. Um, I don't think it really would have been the right move because slotting him would be weird. Like he I would saw, become the next. Exactly. He would be. He become the next like charity New case, toy. or or excuse me, he'd be the next like New case toy. of like why aren't they doing more with Johnny mm-hmm. Gargano? Da, 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 da. And, and, it, and check this out, that. right? So this was funny. I saw this online about like uh, the Michael Jordan laughing at the Gary Payton you know, thing meme about like, you're going to tell me Tony Khan was interested in Johnny Gargano, but he's interested in, uh, was it, uh, Tony two dimes and, and whoever else. And, and with the laughing face, whatever I was like, and like, I, I, I had wrote out a, a, you know, quote tweet or whatever else. I was like, yes, because roster positioning matters. You don't bring in, you don't bring in a Johnny Gargano to be a, to be a job guy. Right. Like you bring him in to be a pl- uh, impact player, and then I was like, "This is and, also and then, a and problem." I, and then I deleted it because I was like, "Oh, this person, this person isn't acting in good faith, so not, it ain't even worth trying to dunk on them or try to like 
engage with them. I left it alone and moved moved on. Like, like the issue with that is like people view like if you're not the biggest star, you have no role. Yeah, um, full, full on full on Ricky Bobby bullshit. Tell Lego Knights if you ain't like, first, you last. Like, um, like it's worth taking a flyer on a Parker Bordreau, like where you're gonna program him in a lower card faction to see if there's anything there, right? Um, there's right, there's it's a lot of ticket. There's value in like having Tony Nese, who's like. He's a jobber. He's a he's a veteran who make anyone look good and is a good wrestler himself. That you never ever have to push. Well, actually, you, just, you know that might be a step too far, but like he's a prelim guy. Yeah, he, like yeah, it's like where does like it's log jammed right now, and there's only three hours of television. So like until there's more television, like I would advise like if you're like if you have guys that have these like histories, like say like we were talking about Jonah earlier, if mm-hmm. he's back on the market for a say, I do not encourage AEW to sign him <laughs> like for their sake and his sake. Like the, like, most he, the, the, the like if there's a role, like, but the role I match for him is like, Oh, he's going to be someone's muscle. He's a goon. Right. Right. But that's it. Like if you bring in Johnny Gargano, he's going to have to just come out and he's going to have to come in and wrestle and like eventually find a few with somebody. But then it's like, how many people? How many of those they got? How many? Pe- how many people are gonna run into before? Like this thing, you know, he's in an NXT feud. He's already had, and then people complain about, oh, it's an it's an NXT feud. He's in there with he's in there with Malachi, or he's in there with not Adam Cole because they they'll, they'll just stay away from Adam Cole thing. But like he's in there with uh, Swerve or whatever. So it'll it'll be something that'll come up. It'll be an issue, and it's like. Look, I would have liked him to have been in there because I think that like if you just let the, the bell ring of he'll get it, the match will be so good that he'll eventually rise up to to a certain level, um, and then he'll get in. He'll eventually make his way to you know the packs of the world, the death triangles of the world, and and, and whatnot, and then it's really on. But <laughs> whatever, like look, that dude is a marvel. WWE guy that lives in or that moved to Orlando, Florida to work there in the PC. And then from there, after being the the P, the PC vet guy, this man has a day pass and goes to Disney all the goddamn time. This man was like, oh, Vince sold this shit. They finna get bought by Disney. So and Disney also owns Marvel Rich. So like you put together the Disney Marvel WWE thing, that man said, look. <laughs> I know, I know, I know where I want to work. His wrestling, I, I didn't imagine him leaving his his wrestling fathers. So like that too. So like I'm sure like you know he'll, he'll still get to dress up as Shawn Michaels or you know maybe he'll even dress as Triple H at some point. But I, that ain't happening. I, I don't know. So nobody wants to dress up as Triple H. He's what he would he wear like the what he troll him and wear like the uh, the headdress. Oh, okay. The Scott Starkville. I yeah. thought, no, nah, I was like, you need to come up and dress up as the blue blood and troll. Oh man, why? Like when we get Johnny Gargano taping his fists and shit, um, you know, down to down to the middle of his wrist. <laughs> yeah, and shit. yeah, how, yeah. Leather leather jacket H. How about shoot? Yeah, shoot yeah. H. Shoot H. Yes, indeed. <laughs> oh man. Um, so Will Osprey was on Twitter. Um, there, there was a was he a on post- Twitter? Or was Kevin Nash on Twitter? Uh, kind of. Um, so, oh, well, yeah. Uh, there was a post that talked about Will Ospreay got his 23rd five-star match from Dave Meltzer. Cool statistic. He's uh, two behind Misar Misawa for 25 for the all-time lead. He's going to shatter this thing, make peace with it now. If you're someone that is like, 
holding on to this this sacred thing. Like, um, there's no one that's going to catch him. Like, Kenny's not going to catch him. I don't think Okada's going to catch him at this rate. Um, he's five years younger than Okada, I think, and a decade younger than Kenny. And those are the only people that are active that are on that tier. Um, I want to say. I, I think there's a chance where like Okada gets in front of him because of like his neck can go at any time. But, but barring injury, yeah. <laughs> um, well, you like, can't say you. you well, I'll something you can say barring injury. Injury, like that's like saying barring injury with dirt with Darby Allen. like no man, that's not no. This isn't this is something where like he's gonna have some twenty five year career, and if he does, I will be there for all of it because there ain't no way I will be in amazement. Like this fucking guy is in his this guy is Darby Allen is forty five. He's still doing this. I remember when he was, I thought he was gonna break me in a wheelchair at thirty. So so no, same thing with Osprey. Like I just can't, I I can't see it. I can't see it. At this rate, he only has to, you know, he's gonna he's gonna own the record. Um, let's just say that. So at some point, yes. Yeah. Will reach? We said I think it was like, hey, that's that's pretty cool. You know, da da da. That's all he said. I forgot. I think that's all he said. Really, that's and all he then. Said. And then Kevin Nash jumps in the comments, and there was a different um, post that he replies to, said, "Will Osprey has more five star matches this month than like, like CM Punk, John Cena, and like Kurt Angle or something like combined, that. combined, yeah, yeah, combined." And then Kevin Nash jumps in and is like, "How's his merchandise sales?" And it's just like, "You dumb motherfucker!" Like I, me and uh, Josh from Keeping Strong Style have been having this discussion i wouldn't say it's an argument like we've been having like this discussion over the last like i don't know a couple weeks where it's just like i'm very into that idea of fighting for good wrestling and good wrestlers and like um and it's not so much necessarily about like drawing and um you know who's the biggest draw and, and all this stuff to really rank greatness right i'm like yeah it's a piece of it but like if we're only doing that if, if the response to somebody is like yo this person's a very great wrestler and all this stuff and to tear them down it's immediately well they weren't a, this this draw financially da, 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 they weren't they didn't do this i'm like well we should just quit trying to analyze anything and just leave Hulk Hogan at number one, and then let's just like forget about all the great wrestling that we've seen over the last decade or so. Like it's, I just find it as a as a reductive way to um, try to analyze, you know, the the greatness of like the current people, people hating, and then like uh, you know, it's very rich for Kevin Nash to start talking about merchandise sales and uh, stuff like that. When the diesel power shirts were not flying off the rack um, <laughs> back in the day, um, they, you know, did all this stuff for Will Ospreay. And then Will Ospreay got piled on by like, you know, a bunch of people. Just Everybody like, that was trying to find a reason to not like Dave Meltzer and, and Will Ospreay besides the obvious reasons to not like either one of them, which is like, why just stick to that? Yeah. It's like, you know, they, the star ratings don't matter until they do. Will Osprey's not this great until people start saying he's a great. Like he's going through, like he is the true successor. And this is how you know that Jay White stuff isn't really real because they don't hate Jay White like this. Right. The person they hate, the person that is the, the threat, just like Kenny Omega was the threat outside WWE, the threat is Will Osprey. Rich, we talked about this when we when we had that thing about Gargano when he uh, left. When it was like, when you have these people like I'm not saying like uh, 
it's not warranted that these people are talented because obviously, like, I think the world of Gargano, I think the world of Osprey's work in the ring, same for Omega, same for the Young Bucks. But, like, there is something to be said about, like, you are not on the main roster WWE and you are getting attention for reasons that people uh, don't like. And it has nothing to do with, like, this person is doing something terrible. It's like, actually, this person is doing, like, very great work. And, like, people are, are looking around and recognizing saying, this person is awesome. And then people naturally are recording be like, well, I didn't see it. Yep. So, therefore. That's all it is. And they da 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 And then they'll come up with whatever reason after that, right? Like, it could, like so, for example, right? I hear all the time about Will Ospreay, his wrestling's too flippy and fake. And his white guys doing lucha, that, this, He's that, and the third. Right, right. He's a he's a fucking right. um, and then, and a like, gymnast, right? And then in w- the which office, implies femininity and right. all that stuff. Like, yeah. And then in the and then in the same vein, they'll also be like, raise the goat. Well, what the fuck? Who do you, wh- what? Like, I love Ray, but what are we doing? Like, the same thing with the young bus. The young bus, oh, their fights. They don't like they can actually beat someone to fight. Then you bring up Ray Mysterio, and then it's like, oh, uh, 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 but raise the goat. Then, and then on the other end, then you mention someone, a, a Japanese wrestler, like you mentioned a Kabashi or Masawa, or you mentioned like uh, Ishii or whatever else. Then it turns into, or, or Naito or Ibushi, then it turns into, they're going to, they're fucking hurting each other too hard. They're going to kill each other. Which tell me how it? you want this porridge. You tell <laughs> me what you want. Tell me how you, you, you want this just right ass porridge, Goldilocks. Be real. You just like I'm not I'm I'm not knocking you for not watching this stuff or seeking it out or whatever else, but like a lot of people like this stuff. I don't know if people are f- feel like they're being uh, um, page or, or con- like condescended upon by when they talk about like oh you like this, but how about this and the third is like, and I'm sure there are a lot of people you know snobs that do that because right like that that happens right, but like in. Normally, like when I watch this stuff, it just comes out of this like just bitterness that like there's somebody there's something that's going on outside of WWE that people are paying attention to, and like it's time to knock it down. I'm not saying that that uh, Nash uh, meant to do this to bring to feed to those people, but it was red. They sure saw that. They sure saw the opportunity. Yeah, it was red me nonetheless, right? Like because you know I don't think Nash like. Uh, necessarily, I know he hates Meltzer, but I don't think he necessarily hates Will Ospreay. And he's always had this thing with Meltzer about like, how the fuck do you know some match for Cork and Hall is 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 this yeah. and the third? It's like because because he was getting the tapes. It has he was getting the tapes, Kevin. He was he was, <laughs> he was distributing tapes of of matches. That's how he saw them. Yeah, uh, but whatever. Like it's um, like when it came to the gnashing, like. It doesn't bother me that Nash said this because it's like okay, in, in one in one lens you see it as like, well, People if, saw if, this, it guy, as this, if this guy is so though. fucking great, then like why can't why what the hell is going on to where like this dude isn't like you know making a bunch of money? How come he's fucking around not in the E or in AEW? Why is he in Japan or whatever else? Uh, killing himself. I can, I can see from from the perspective of Kevin Nash like him being like, how do I help? like try to maybe help this guy out or or doing it in a funny way to kind of try to get his attention by throwing a jab at him like i don't think kevin nash is like really hurting for relevance or cares about that thing right now maybe i'm wrong but but people don't take that kind of thing to see it as ah yeah dunk on him dunk on him fuck him and i was like 
I don't know what Osprey did in this particular instance. Like some, I don't know what I don't know what Dave Meltzer liking this one particular guy's match has to do with like you now hating that guy or disliking the guy in the ring. Like if you want to say I'm just not dealing with any of it totally fine, I I, I, I can just, that's perfectly fine. But people aren't doing it. They're just saying like, ha, ah, he doesn't draw. It's like he doesn't. You think he doesn't draw? Like obviously we're not getting the. We're not getting like the uh, the the quarterly reports. I'm sure this man's not in the poorhouse. But I don't think. But I don't think they're like you know putting him out there at, uh, and it, and it's a net loss. I, I I don't think that. Yeah, this guy has his own faction. Um, you know, I, I'm sure this guy's well compensated. Um, and, and then from there, it just like you know leaped into like people just falling on their knees to fillet Kevin Nash of, of all things. And then just talk about his ability to make money within wrestling. Like that's something <coughs> like, that's like the end all be all right. And, like, and good for him. But like, I, I like don't want to watch talked that. About the, the smarts of like, you know, Kevin Nash. And I think that's well-documented. Right. And that, that's great. But like when it comes to this wrestling, when it's about a match, you take away Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, what do you have? Yeah, and like I don't even want to, I don't even like trying to get on to knocking Kevin Nash as far as his own career because it's like different era. He did what he did. Yeah, and like he, and I'm also, I'm pretty sure that Kevin Nash is aware that like if he was in this era doing what he did, it would not work and he would have to adjust accordingly to the standards of now. He was smart enough to recognize that, right? So same with Hall, same for all them dudes in the clique, right? Um, I I just find it weird that it's like the people that were using Nash to dunk on um Osprey it's is just, just all like, about the money and it's all about well well I, it was real for me it was, just, it was more, the, it was more the old guy says a, sl- a funny little cute thing about the new generation and then it turns into like a bunch of fans shitting on the the, the new generation and like I'm just tired of seeing that particular brand of criticism is like. All the all the young guys all fucking suck, and all the guys that were back in the day that like even when they're back in the day when I were watching, I didn't think were like that that good of wrestlers, are like that was that was it that was when it was real, and I'm like I gotta tell right. you it was never real. They're they're all running ropes. Yeah, and it's like it's such a um, it's such a mind fuck of like people wanting to reject what's in real time to them because they can't process history being made in front of them. Like history to them is something that already happened. There is something that they want. They load up on their peacock and they pull it up and it was like, damn, that's how wrestling was, but they never really get to enjoy or even contextualize how wrestling is. And I feel like that's like the argument. Like that's like, one of the square reasons I wanted to start One Nation Radio, like when I was telling James, I was like, yo, somebody has to be the new voices. Someone has to like put a, um, you know, context to like the people that are here right now, because Dave's not going to be here forever. Wade Keller's not going to be here forever. And I'm not saying that we'll ever get to that level or anything like that. I don't want to be a reporter. You see, you see, look, yeah, we're talking about like people right fucking now in a like bad People way. go insane no, with him, right? But, like, there are more people that have the ability to analyze on a smart level, like, what we're seeing. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't see, like, like, they're, like, I don't, I don't see a gatekeeper for that. Like, I feel like we can do that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we, like, our role in this is to, recognize what happened 
previously with Nash and like what Josh is saying, why drawing and all that stuff is important and different, different eras, different styles and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But like people have to be vocal about this style and this level of wrestling that we're seeing right now, mm-hmm. just as passionately and vehemently as, as they argue for business metrics and, uh, and, and just like the the paint by number stuff, like for a long time, you know, Observer Hall of Fame is like people could just get in just off of drawing, but it's like, all right, we never seen how did they wrestle or whatever. Oh, it's not really about that. But then I got to watch Tomohiro Ishii um, year after year, one of the greatest wrestlers I've ever seen, like, you know, with my two eyes. And he's like, you know, I don't want to say he's struggling to get in, right? He's actually doing way better than anybody ever thought he could based on how great he is. Mm-hmm. Like, because obviously he never drew and never did all these things. But it's like, well, what? A, I'm tired of talking about what people didn't do. I want to know what they did. Mm-hmm. And that's like the crux of this Will Ospreay thing. It's like, bro, this guy's fucking breaking his body right now in the middle of his prime peaking almost as a performer and it's like all we can think to do is tell this guy what he's not and to tear him down and all this stuff and it's just like it's mind-boggling to me that people just want to continue to participate in this and it's just it's it's just a rejection of them not being able to process what's in front of their eyes right now yeah and and the thing that's funny for me is like I think the week before, I basically detailed you like what his year, next year to year and a half is going to be, and like he's set up to have like this all time run, and that is going to elevate him to that that status of people want to buy his merch and all that other shit. And then like this is Kevin Nash does this, and it's like, bro, this is the wrong time to do this because like a year from now he's going to come dunk on your ass after this man like made events a pay per view that has like one hundred fifty one hundred fifty thousand buys. It's, it's like it's it might it, it's a good chance to fucking happen. Like when he puts a a a a bill or whatever the fuck his uh, royalty check statement says, and he gets it, and he like dunks on Kevin Nash with that, and that shit says like you know in a quarter, that shit says like five hundred thousand dollars or some shit like that. Know, like that's gonna be ugly. But Rich, you'll know what'll happen. They'll say it's fake. <laughs> Because they don't like the dude, so it don't matter. Like the only way, the only, the only thing that's gonna change is when, if, if, and when this man shows up, like, and goes straight to the main roster in WWE. That's the only way this changes. And, it, and, and that's the thing. And that's then what changes? That's the, the thing, wrestling, it, it, right? And it that's gets what, worse, right? All right. And that's the thing that's funny to me is like when people were doing this with Omega, people were doing this Yell Bucks, and all this stuff is like, bro, do y'all think that like Vince? Or Triple H slash Vince or whoever is like like they're not gonna back up the Briggs truck for to get this person when they become a free agent like like what what do you think Will Osprey is going to command in free agency if if he gets there between eight between New Japan AEW and WWE he's going to make he's going to make at minimum seven hundred fifty thousand dollars or seven hundred fifty thousand dollars at and least that's if something goes horribly right, wrong right that's what I'm saying like. He is going to command top dollar and like if he wants to maximize his dollars no hit roll. WWE. Go ahead. Top dollar, no hit roll. Oh, you stupid. I didn't even mean like that, but yeah. Like it's gonna like so I don't understand what he, and then like when he shows up, like their fans are gonna lose their minds the same way like their fa- <laughs> Oh my god. Are you serious? Spoiler, Eo Shirai and Dakota just lost to Raquel and Aaliyah for the tag team titles. Once a geek, always a geek. Dakota Kai. Who got never pinned? Went. Who who got pinned? 
Someone tell me who got pinned. Who got pinned? Tell us now. Please, please tell us now. This can because be funny or frustrating. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Dakota yes! got pinned. Yes! Rich! Now, you... Have, I can't believe I didn't ruin it for her to get pinned. Now, Rich, you, for years... Or not years, but like, you have spent much of this year talking about Liv Morgan will never win. Indeed. In t- in 2000 goddamn 19, I said that Dakota Kai was never gonna win shit. Because how she was how she was always betrayed. She's very talented, but she's a geek. I never actually I never said she was never win. I always said she was a talented geek, and she's always going. They always gonna treat her like a geek. When Shane was out here all whooping her ass to her turning on um on Raquel, and Raquel still you know laid that smack down all that stuff for all them years. Always a geek, always a pain eater, always that. She was she was just protection. She was always a condom for Raquel, and now. She has become a she has become a condom for Eo for Eo Sky. I would say Shirai. Eo Sky. Oh, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. Unbelievable. Like, they say they don't tell stories in WWE. Triple H has been telling a story for four years, four years with her. Maybe longer. Actually longer. You go you can go all the way back to the May Young Classic in 2017. It don't matter if she's a good guy. It don't matter if she's a bad guy. All I know is that she ain't the guy that ever right, wins. Right, Rich, Rich. <laughs> let you know, let you know how how real this whole losing thing is with Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai was in the first ever women's war games, were based around she was the last person in on the babyface side, and they didn't trust her to think she was strong enough to hold hold her own. What did she do? She turned on Tegan Knox and left. And, and they then, still lost. And then Candice LeRae and, sorry, and Rhea really proceeded to win War Games 2 versus 4. That's... She just can't win. She, she can't. Impossible. Even when she plot, plot on people to get them to lose, they still find a way to just ruin her plans. She's Wally so, Coyote of, of WWE. So at this point, like, when whenever Liv Morgan faces off against Dakota Kai, that's oh going to be my. like... The Someone bizarro, that's like the bizarro, like, uh, <laughs> one nation radio <laughs> Super Bowl. Like, that's, I'm trying to think of what this, that's like, that's like Ida versus Waka. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> no, what do you mean, don't do that? You said that she was, you said that, uh, Liv Morgan was Waka a few weeks ago or a month ago. You didn't say that. It, indeed, I did. All right, I, then. I did, but, and what is it if not a lovable, uh, talented loser? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Man, there's a lot of copium on the timeline. Okay. Oh, I, I think people got their reaction, and they want me to put it on Twitter right now. I will I will oblige. Raquel in a Let's see. For a who? Oh, you know what that's about. They about to take the ass of England and, and uh, Sasha and Naomi just gonna take them right off of them and then they're gonna eventually build towards a Dakota. Who they lose to? Raquel and Aaliyah. Are they baby faces? I yeah. So what the fuck? Like I don't <laughs> like they bring back Sasha and Naomi as heels? What? No, 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 no. They're irrelevant. They just there to they're there to just eat a pin and get the belts <sighs> back to uh Sasha and Naomi. And then, the real pro- and then the real program will be Dakota and EO. 
I'm sending this tweet out right now. Triple H is not your savior. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> we have let this shit derail the show. Yes. Uh, where were we? Um, Triple hold on, Black Saber. Triple H put the belt on the MAGA sisters over the corner. No, no, Black Saber Jr. You're, you're mistaken. That is not Io Shirai. That is Io Sky. Io Shirai technically thing. undefeated. Not the same thing. That is that is just oh my god. Uh, oh Adam, that's great. That's great. Um Oh yes, he is Diego. Yes, he is definitely going to uh become a millionaire in the United States once he comes here. Yes. You know, yeah, man. But uh yeah, Will, um so it, it's just the, the, the grand old argument of uh artistic integrity versus capitalism and commercialism and yeah. stuff like that. And I find it very lame to to talk about like um you know it it, it like we can look all that stuff up, right? Like, mm-hmm. but like, what's the debate in that? Where's the where's the spirit in that? Where's the passion in that? Right, and it's not to say that like Kevin Nash didn't have great moments as as a pro wrestler because he absolutely did. Um, but if you ask me, like, which which I would rather watch, like an hour of Kevin a uh, Kevin Nash stuff or an hour of Will Ospreay stuff, I'm probably going to say the Will Ospreay stuff. No knocking against Kevin Nash; he was one of my favorite wrestlers at the time. That's just what it is, like. The dude has had a number of great matches. And, like, the part that I think people also don't get is, like, even if you're a person that has consistently, like, entertaining matches in, like, real fighting, that doesn't necessarily make you a draw either. Right? Like, so, or if you're just dominant, that doesn't make you, you know, a draw either. So, like, it's just it's this weird thing. It's this weird thing. And, like, obviously got caught in the part where, like, he's the, the guy that's getting all the accolades and, and error. Not accolades, but all the, like... Uh, the critical acclaim. Crit- yeah, critical acclaim. And people were like, nah. And it's funny that, like, you know, Kenny Omega hopped in on it. Because, uh, you yes. know, he, he clearly knows what he's doing. Like, obviously, yes. the whole thing is like, yeah... You know, that's you know, because like, you know, four years ago, he was guy that was getting on that shit. And now he's like, get it on him because he knows about the feud with this dude. And I'm just like, I love Kenny Omega for this one because he, he's, he, so he's smart. He's playing, <laughs> yeah, like he is now, he's now 2018 19 Tanahashi. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's all this is. It is like, it's going to tell, it's going to tell such a great story in this match. And like, watch like, you know, whenever they had their match and they could start doing like the video package, or whatever else. They might get Kevin Nash on that fucking thing. Watch. Yeah. They might get him to endorse Kenny. Yeah, like but with, it, but with it was like, I know about that Kenny guy, you know, yeah, yeah. forty thousand in the dome. Exactly. Da, 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 da. <laughs> what did Osprey draw five? Like he's saying some dumb shit like that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll we'll get to the Kenny Omega post show promo. Like, take the ride with us, uh, because that shit there. Wow. Um. But yeah, what we what we got next? What we got next? FTR not in oh, the video yeah. game. This will be man. We got a lot of we got a lot of stuff um here today. So I can't believe we got an hour and a half. I mean, we haven't talked actually about a wrestling show yet. That's crazy. Yes. Um. Uh, so FTR is not in AW Fight Forever. Uh, in the initial pressing, um, there were uh, chants recorded uh, for these guys and. Um, I believe Cash Wheeler and Dax put out a statement saying, yeah, they're well aware of this back in like May. And um, originally, you know, like they found out and they said, you know, but there will be a way to use them. So that kind of seemed to imply DLC. Uh, I think 
you know, that was my first thought. And um, this whole thing is like that. It turned FTR once again into um, <laughs> it turned them into the um, the cause once again. I, I mean, when you see it on his face, it's like, really, FTR is not in the game. And then you start thinking about this roster and it's like uh, there were old initial reports that there were only going to be like 50 people in it to, to begin um, that is old information, so I wouldn't marry yourself to that personally. Um, but shouts out to Yuka Sakazaki for getting in the game uh, before FTR. All that. Um, shouts out to uh, the Big Show for getting in the game before FTR. What? Shouts out to Adam Cole for getting in before FTR. Um, shouts out to the Young Bucks for being in the game before FTR. Uh, maybe if FTR was like more nice to their bosses, you know, the elite, they'd be in the game too, off off the rip. But and I, I, I saw this and I was like, damn, FTR. I, I, I just couldn't like I, I didn't have anybody to go through the menu tutorial with. Uh, you know, the practice mode. I that that would have been like the perfect role for for FTR in there. You know, I didn't have anyone to beat. You know, like like man, so like you know, whenever they show up, you know, uh, we'll, we'll be able to add them in. I'm, I'm sure, but uh, I, I I imagine that the the video game was for the video game wrestlers, um, and you know the you know it's, it's, you know Kenny Omega in charge of the video game. Maybe you know I'm, I'm floating the conspiracy theory out there. You know, so, some people are very convinced of this that this was some type of malarkey that that's gone on and. Who knows, right? But they uh, they mentioned something about legal and running up the flagpole to TK and the legal department and stuff like that. But they sound like they're they're sure they're going to be in it. But um, this story gripped the internet, uh, and it was like it was hilarious. Like, and I saw people making all the FTR jokes um, on both sides of this thing. Um, I think the best one I saw was they couldn't put FTR in the game because Bret Hart would have to get all the royalties from it. Um, I, th- I think, like, from a serious standpoint, my only thing was like, all right, they probably had a number to get to uh, of people. And with FTR being a tag team, it's not just one character, it's two characters that you have to get in. So maybe that just like pushed them over the line. Um, but yeah, they're not in it off the rip. Yeah. Now watch Silver and Reynolds be on this fucking thing. <laughs> Johnny Hungy. Yeah, uh, it's just a weird, it's a it's just a weird happenstance, and, and like it doesn't help that like there's a group of crazies out there that think that like the world is out to get the mighty mighty FTR. So while you know they're out to get them, while they have three fucking championships, go figure. But whatever. Uh, you no, know what this reminds me of is like Boston Celtics fans uh, saying the league is rigged. You know, and this stuff they used to do like one seventeen championships. Think the league is rigged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who was it? Uh, was it Bill Kennedy? Was it Bill Kennedy? They had they had like that like Chris Paul, Scott Foster, like uh, yes. Yeah, against the Celtics. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's I don't so, know, uh, it, but you know, FTR. They'll be obviously they'll be DLC. You can play with them then. How much do you think DLC end up being? Um, if they only on have one, well, obviously it. they'll probably have more than one pack. But like, if let's say the, the first pack, how much do you think it'll cost? I would probably say it's going to be like ten bucks at least. Okay. Um, so a couple comments: Yuka Sakazaki greater than FTR. James, I, 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 I. 
Diego Garcia. When Kanosuke Takeshita gets in because he's Omega's boy, greater than sign, I would love that. Um, with Aero Negro said, FTR is a tag team. They force you to play as in the tutorial to learn mechanics. Black Sabre Jr., fuck the revival. Ukes. Um, <laughs> Zekamaki says it's either two things are being held off for DLC, which is a new or maybe some legal issue with AAA or New Japan, or maybe if they want their titles featured. Uh, Retrogram tag teams are hard as fuck to program in the No Mercy type games, too, I bet. Uh, Bill's Mafia. They tried to acclimate the Bret Hart, but slower tribute spots and the end <laughs> engine crash every time. Wow. Uh, Retrogram, the young bus going to be doing all those moves. Uh, there's probably going to be always DLC Black Saber Jr. Um, yeah, I, I think in uh, I guess it's a good time to talk about like my impressions of the game. Um, they did drop a match uh, from Gamescom and um, it was Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole. And I thought this thing looked great. Um, I'm someone that still plays the N64 stuff to this day. It looks like completely modernized for um, that, and it's like faster. Like, I think the thing with everyone thought they could just pull No Mercy out and just do it, and that's why people have tried and failed with this. And the thing about No Mercy, I, I think that people are in all the six Nintendo games, like those games are slow. You have to speed those up, and they've sped that up for like you know modern gaming, and uh, it looks really like impressive as far as like the moves um there was like one wing angel off the top rope that looked great i thought cole's finished stuff looked good um looks like it's gonna be an awesome game um so did you see any of the uh the game stuff james uh yeah but you know i don't really i don't really play video games so i didn't really have much of a opinion on it um so Rhea Ripley well um, real quick one thing i will say before we get to Rhea Ripley uh one thing i will say is like I I do like the the animation for what they're going for. They're going for a you know N sixty four THQ type of Akai type of game as opposed to and it was weird. Like which which do you like more? Like the, those Akai games or like the like uh, No Mercy type games? Where it's you know kind of like um you you almost have almost like the the do moves you kind of have to put in the uh, the input as opposed to like you just grapple and then you do the moves. Which one do you like more? I liked I liked the one um, like where you would do the same combos, but like it would be like, all right, this is a heavy grab one. You got to hold it down a little bit more. Like, and the more yeah. they're messed up, the moves change. I, I like that one. Okay. Um, and, and I'm you know partial to the Fire Pro engine as well. So, um, but yeah, man, uh, Rhea Ripley doing a lot on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if this was her. I don't know if this is a bot situation. Um, but apparently she was on the timeline uh, cheering herself on. This may have been a Kevin Durant-like situation where she forgot to log out of the burner account, or she thought she was in the burner account, but she was actually in her regular account, saying she hopes Rhea Ripley like, you know, gets Beth Phoenix or whatever. Um, and people started digging up a lot of old stuff from Rhea Ripley that is not does not paint her in the most favorable light. Like what? What you think? Like, um, you know, like all the 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 Trump stuff, the the a lot of racist stuff, uh, different stuff like that. Oh. But you know, there's like old, but this stuff is old. I'm talking like 2016, 13, different stuff like that. Oh, so, um, like it's a it's a case of like. It's a long time ago. This doesn't matter at all. But, you know, once you start going down the people's Internet histories, 
everything's there. Uh, but keeping it on the burner account thing, that's pretty funny. Wait, what happened? I said keeping it on the burner account. I just think it's funny. It's like, yeah, you yeah. know, like people trafficking amongst those those stan accounts like acting amongst them uh yeah, which is like it's, sickening it's, to think about and it's also weird because like as she i find it weird that she felt the need to make a stan account because like when i go on my when i go on my timeline like i feel like weekly i see I see people flusting and thirsting after uh Rhea Ripley so i'm surprised that she felt the need to actually like Add on because there's there's plenty already in the zeitgeist, if you will. So it's surprising to me. Like, yeah, it, you mean to tell me over the past like month or so you ain't seen people every time she whoops Dominic Mysterio ass? And like, it should have been me. I've seen that. I've seen that same yes. joke every fucking week. Yep, people very, very you know, Ta- they, they can't she's handle it. They look. They she's wearing shorts now, and they can't handle it. They can't handle it. I, I so I, I'm surprised that she felt the need to continue this or even have this. Well, Thero Negro says the ideas of wrestlers mobilizing their stands against rival co-workers is funny as hell. That is like the next level of like of dirtiness. I, I think like <laughs> if if wrestlers are really doing this right, like that is. <laughs> What kind of 4D thinking is this? It's like, yo, I've heard of the idea of wrestlers trying to mobilize uh, people from their own accounts to like drive something to, 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 to push an agenda, uh, you know, to, to get people to have interest in a match that's on maybe a dark or something like that. I've heard of that, but using a burner account to row the stands who drive, who run, who run the algorithms, who control them. Right. That is some Machiavellian like, I imagine any wrestler in history would have tried to use this. Like, like wouldn't have Shawn Michaels in the nineties have like done this to like undermine Bret Hart. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, I'm, you know, I'm th- I'm would, wouldn't the Hulk Hogan someone, have controlled this? Someone, someone's ha- someone's done this like for real already. I'm just, yes. it, there, oh, no, no, I don't mean Sasha like Sasha and Alexa. Damn near. Oh, oh, that's no, the first thing no, I think of. I don't mean like some. They did this, like I think they did this, or no. it's undocumented. I mean, like, no, somebody's had to have done this, and I just can't remember who did this, and it's been out there. Just, just, That's I, another I, good I, one, Lothero Negro. It's like when Cody chooses to reply to accounts with barely any followers. We know that Cody normally is known for a burner account. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Bill's Mafia says, well, we know someone who is willing to just do it on their main and TV and their promos. That Dennis is wild. Yeah, man. Like, bro, if, if, if I really find out, like, I, I feel like we should monitor this from now on, people in the chat. Like, when it, whenever we start seeing some, you know, s- some stuff that don't quite look right, I feel like we should we should bring it to the stage here, you know, and, and investigate, you know, use, use our, our smarts and um, you know, they'll f- figure all this shit out. Like, are, are these wrestlers like further ahead of the curve than we're giving them credit for? Well, sorry, that- Negro said the game has evolved. <laughs> 
Cody said that that me. Oh yeah, Cody put that me and Brandy made AW tweet was nasty. Indeed, it was. Um, and I think a lot of people were linking that to the timing of, you know, maybe maybe he just you know when he comes back he's he's a little worried. You know that there's there's a new guy in charge that he has you know control over him. Um, and Cody was the guy. He came back from Vince, and we assume. That Triple H won't do this shit to him. Don't won't fuck him. Essentially, right? At least for a certain. At least at the start, because like at least until he start getting AEW to WWE uh, talent flow his way. Yeah, right. But like at the end of the day, this is Triple H. <laughs> like, like I, I implore people to remember this. Who we're dealing with here? Shouts out to you. Just die already for following. Um, what a name. Um, <laughs> what was the name? You just die already. Wow. So, All right. Man, I uh, appreciate you joining us. But um, yeah, man, it's um Hope to catch you in better spirits. Jesus. <laughs> um yeah, but yeah, we're we're going to have to uh gamer tag for years. Awesome, awesome. Glad you're here with us. Um but yeah, man, we should uh keep it rolling. <laughs> Where do you want to go? Like, do you actually want to? Do you want to go over the like the cliff notes of uh? Of We've got what AW Dynamite. Yeah, we we should we should look into that. Um, yeah, let's 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 go through the cliff notes of that. Otherwise, we'll end up you know doing another hour of the show. I don't think that's that's or an hour and a half of the show. I don't think that's really necessary. Um, so the opener. What was the opener this week? The promo. Okay. So it was Chris De- Jericho and Daniel Garcia face to face. That's right. Um, so the state of the, the, state of the uh, jazz. Yes. Yeah. So crowd uh, receives Garcia with the you're, you're a wrestler um, chance. Okay. Jericho tells him to shut up. Jericho then compliments Garcia, chalked up their disagreements and, uh, you know, disappointment to disappointment after losing. He wanted an apology from Garcia. Uh, Garcia said it digs into his bag and cuts kind of a uh, sincere babyface promo. Uh, said he knew how special it was for him to share his share the ring with his hero, Brian Danielson. He hung with him for 30 minutes, but it was a type of match that he dreamed about having as a kid. But Jericho ruined it. And deep down, um, you know, Jericho basically said, deep down, you know, you're a sports entertainer and he demands to hear him say it. Then Danielson's music hit. Came out as Garcia was going to talk. He said Garcia showed a lot to him. Uh, basically, he said, you know, Jericho said he had enough and demanded that uh, Garcia call himself a sports entertainer. But when Jericho tried to basically stop him from leaving, Jericho, uh, Jericho got shoved by Garcia. Um, and the crowd's like kind of like Garcia kind of just leaves it. Like he doesn't really pick a side. He needs time to think. Um, and then Danielson and Jericho got you know, together. And he basically said, uh, he made fun of Jericho said he doesn't like sports entertainers, but what Jericho did was pretty entertaining. He said, uh, you call yourself the last survivor of Stu Hart's dungeon. And, but he knows more, or excuse me, Jericho said he was the last survivor of Stu Hart's dungeon. He knows more about wrestling than Danielson ever will. Danielson basically said, well, why don't we ask Stu Hart? Who would Stu Hart say is better between us? Who would Owen Hart say uh, is better between us? Some, some said, um, <laughs> I'm glad. Stop. You huh? stop. <laughs> there was no third. They stopped at two. They stopped they, at two. There was there was somebody else that I who he, he there was somebody else that people wanted uh Danielson to name and wonder who he would say who's is better. But um yeah, we're gonna just um 
basically said he wants the Lionheart at uh, All Out. So it's going to be American Dragon versus Lionheart. Uh, he told Danielson to watch his back right on cue. Hager lays him out. Uh, so they, that sets up a match next week. Uh, this was this is all really good. It went really long, though. I didn't think it went that long, uh, but I think by the standards of AEW, it, it kind of went long because they don't normally do promos that go more than five minutes. But uh, but yeah, like I think it went like twelve minutes on it, and I thought like if you you know like there was nothing that was unessential that was out there, uh, and I thought it was really well done. I thought that like it, it put the stakes clear that it's like he's is weighing on his conscience, or it is at least he's acting his ass off one and two, but like we're gonna figure it out uh when it comes to this, you know, custody of Daniel Garcia match uh come the pay per view. Um this is, know, this is two old, old two old men fighting for one young man. Yes. So um <laughs> so yeah, uh Lionheart versus this should be awesome. Uh these guys have never uh faced in a big spot. I believe there's a Monday night raw TV match from two thousand thirteen. Um yep. and I don't know if it had a had a finish uh, it did have a finish jericho ended up winning like this is like right i think this is like getting back to jericho coming back for uh like right after that um what was that pay-per-view in chicago when he came back for punk mm, you know, it was like, they, back. i don't know it was come back it was like but he, he was basically asking like punk was gone for after after the undertaker match and then like he kept talking running to Heyman. he's like where is he where is he like yeah. around that time like that summer or late spring, early summer, 2013, they had a match like because Jericho had a run at that time. Like he also had like a match with RVD too in the same <clears throat> yep. that same run. Yeah, um, yeah. So after that, we got Jay Lethal against Dax Harwood. I remember shit like this. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he said things was the program after Fandango. Yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, Dax and uh, Jay Lethal they had. A really like physical, like nice kind of put together match here. Um, and they did like a lot of chain wrestling at the beginning, big chops. Um, early on, I was like, man, looks like Dax has met his match tonight. And then Dax kind of just took over with the chops. Um, and then uh, there was this, you know, there was a lethal combination. These guys, like, they started with that real rugged wrestler stuff but then they broke out into like a modern match um <laughs> so like they were doing tope suicidas dax was coming off the ropes um uh, the the middle ropes they were countering stuff doing the slingshot power bomb uh this was this was pretty good and um i i thought people would um go up for this match i think a little more than they did maybe just because like there was something um else on the show that was just all time but uh this is a very solid match uh jay lethal ended up getting the win after um dax he held the tights on dax uh after um it was all that and dax looked shocked yeah yeah o'connor roll o'connor roll got reversed and uh lethal held the tights yeah like it reminded me of um it reminded me of like a 90s like tv match um it was almost like a Bret Hart match, except Bret Hart didn't throw chops like that. Yeah, Bret Hart not really won with the chops. Yeah. Um. But it so. Was fun. So we had Colton Gunn and Billy Gunn facing off, and James Colton Gunn beat up his daddy on national television, <laughs> scoring a victory for all sons over their fathers. Um. Yeah, I don't really have too much more on this, but um, yeah. I don't, ha- I don't have anything. 
Yep. So there there was an attack uh, after um, they jumped on Billy after the match. Uh, then Swerve and Keith Lee came out to chase him off. Three teams kind of looked at each other. Um, after that, they showed uh, United Empire and Death Triangle backstage. Uh, and Will Ospreay not looking larger than life here. Kind of just has his T-shirt on and whatever. Look kind of regular here. I, I thought he would, you know, kind of step it up a little bit. But um, they, you know, said he – Pac said he's not going to kill the United Empire. They murder them, like, you know, in the, in the pot boys. So uh, these are two very aggressively British gentlemen um, <laughs> yelling on American television. And it was, um, you know, there's a lot of energy there. Oh man! They um, after that we had Britt Baker uh, beating Conlon King as we mentioned earlier. Uh, it was a solid match. This match was not bad at all. Um, Kylan King in two matches has had uh, two decent matches on on back to back dynamites. Um, I know, like I know that Kylan King, like even before the Allen Allen Angels did it, like was you know kind of branched out to get more dates. Whatever it was, it seems like she's made the best of it. She she seems like a better wrestler than she was when I you know was when I saw her like let's say um, at Empower last year around this time. Right. Um, she she hasn't really been in the business that long, but she's always kind of had like a major league look, professional gear, um, and that that goes a long way, especially like um, in the in the women's side because like they really got to like bring it on their gear to really stand out. So. Um, you know, as far as her being like six foot one, like I could understand like them being apprehensive because they have, you know, Jade around. And then like and it's weird because they actually put her in the ring with Jade last year um, in like May, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, like and they, and they had him facing off and I was like, mm, why would you do that? And then but, you know, uh, she's someone that like I've definitely had like my eye on like, yo, they should eventually sign her and make sure she doesn't show up in the PC even like what are y'all doing so um after that uh we had <laughs> Britt taking a victory lap on Thunder Rosa essentially <laughs> uh said she did her whole title reign with a broken wrist do we um, did we talk about the part where like uh somebody did the stop washed up for CM Punk uh CM Punk uh, saying that he can't defend his title and Rosa saying that she can't defend her title. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. So that came from one of those horrible counts. Uh, one of those, you know, terrible counts. You guys know what I'm talking about. So, and then, like, it started getting co-opted by your stop watchers, your normal stop watchers and stuff like that. I'm like, man, so y'all willing to roll in the mud with these people just to get the the agenda off. Okay. Um they put like all right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep it honest. I'm gonna zoom the camera here. There is a belt in this company that makes money. There is a belt that is important in this company. There is a belt that is a main event championship that is on the actual top star in the promotion. The other one belongs to Thunder Rosa. This is not agenda time. This woman was crying, breaking down during the promo. And apparently the answer was to put her in front of a live audience and do that just to satisfy whatever type of 
agenda you want to get off. CM Punk was tears in his eyes and that whole thing that as far as it went on, Thunder Rosa could barely get through a promo. And uh, you're going to send this woman out there where English is not her first language to struggle like this on national television. I think the right decision was made here. I don't disagree much with you because, like, I, I I thought the same things of, like, this is a 40, it was like a 40-something second promo. You see she was still struggling through it, not in a way where it's like she's fucking up the words, but just, like, she was, was obviously, she, she seemed emotional, um, given that she had to do it. And so was Punk when he had to come off the belt, too, or come off, or come off the road, anyway. Um, it's like... CM Punk, and not even get into the part about one belt as drawn money, da da da. Like CM Punk is trained as like one of the best promos I've ever heard to like go in a situation and get himself out of it, like on the mic. That's not necessarily Thunder Rose's like top skill. Like, like you people were still confused at what she said. Yeah, yeah. Like I, like if Adam Page had to come off the belt. I don't think he's going out there for 10 minutes and, you know, in front of the crowd and, and, you know, and trying to get through it. I just don't. I think he, you know, he, he probably comes out, hands the belt off, gives you probably like a paragraph and then walks off. So like, it, it, maybe that's more appropriate. I don't know. But like, if she can't hold it together backstage, I don't think she's going to hold it together in front of the crowd. That's going to, you know, give the, ah oh, and, and no, no, no type of thing. So, yeah, especially at that point in time for people to decide to realize that they might not like her. She might be doing, you know, backstage things they don't like. But, yeah, it, it was just weird to me. But, yeah, we can continue. Sorry. Yeah. Um, more dopes. Um, that Whatever. So, after that, uh, we had Swerve and uh, the Acclaim backstage. Uh, Keith Lee said they didn't save them because they like them. They think they're worth a tag team title shot at All Out. The Acclaim accepted. And I think this was the peak of laziness. Um, yep. Like it's nothing. It's nothing. Like this. Nothing. This is negative build. This is like no one thought about this for more than a second. Um, Swerving our glorious first pay per view defense as champions. The acclaimed are really over. They're both babyface teams. I don't know if they have bigger matches down the road for Swerve and Our Glory, but I think don't it's time. Seem like to, that's what they're going to pay per view. Yeah, like if like after this, right? Like you've you've got your you did your Friday Night Brawls, you did uh, a match against Private Party, you're doing this one here. Uh, where are the marquee matches? Like going into New York, I'm looking for a marquee match for Swerve and Keith Lee. So. Um, I'm sure these guys all work hard. Uh, Claims got something to prove. Swerve and Lee, like, they're always on their game. So we don't have to question either of those guys. But they really gave these guys zilch to work with. Like, the ass boys are, like, kind of like, and the acclaim have been setting this thing up, right? But, like, (laughs) you know, I don't know. Like, it it doesn't almost make sense for the ass boys to get added into this, right? Because they're already kind of roped in and they're running them off. What? What was the tag match at Double or Nothing? Three-way match. Um, Starks and Hobbs 
uh, Jurassic Express and Swerving Our Glory. So you can make an argument all year on pay-per-view. They haven't given a fuck about these tag titles compared to like the first since 2019 into 2021. It's been right? three-way, three-way. Like right. They, like they did the uh, Red Dragon Bucks, right. Jurassic Express. Right. And, they did and that's, and that's one of my favorite matches in AEW this year. So I'm not knocking it, but like it was clearly like we don't want to beat X, Y, or Z right now. So we'll put in a third member to take down. I feel like the gun club is like, like they have to be added to this or else there's, it's like, what is to this match? Like, like, what is it? Like, there's nothing to it otherwise. Um, so we'll see up next. AEW world championship unification match. John Moxley taking on CM Punk to become the undisputed champion in a motherfucking squash. John Moxley beat CM Punk in about three minutes. They start hot with collar and elbow tie-ups um, and punks in the pants. Uh, Mox is like, I-, I was listening to Wild Thing the day before in the car, whatever, pumping myself up. And this was like when I started figuring out that I really like John Moxley. Like, I'm just listening to Wild Thing. And like, I, w- I like John Moxley and all that. And then, but I-, I hear that and I think about like when he enters the arena and that shit just like, that shit turns you up, pumps you up. And uh, old man Phil had to feel it pretty much um, for- from this. So uh, it- the match all kind of broke down um, of, you know, him smothering punk in the corner punk yep. you know answering with that uh but there's like it's kind of like they're in a um in a comeback sequence or whatever to begin the match and then punk throws a high kick but on the foot that he plants with which is the injured foot right kind of re-aggravates the injury you know right and that's kind of like the um you know the the cue for like oh there's an angle like my, in my my head i'm like oh there's an mm-hmm. angle here because i would for you know, for days leading up to this, we were speculating, like, what would happen? And, you know, I I told everyone on the show, I'm like, this is not a company that is not going to give us a winner and a loser. Like, they're not about to do a DQ and all this shit. But, like, we never considered, like, that it would just be, like, a short, like, preview kind of medical squash. That's kind of what I termed it. Yeah. And, and it, um, it kind of harkens back to different short matches like this, like Cody and Brody Lee uh, that happened. Uh, Cody and Malachi Black, different stuff like that. And what they did was protected the real match that they're going to have, seemingly, uh, for the pay-per-view, give you the clean finish, give you the shock title change. This thing was awesome. This was like, this was this was great pro wrestling right here. Yeah. Um, this was exciting. This was like, uh, like Mox basically lays in the hammer and anvil elbows, gives them two death riders and Moxley gets the win and everyone's shocked. Like what the fuck has happened? And then like, you know, more people like see him punk done with the company. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's an angle. Like in the old work is the new work. This is awesome. So, I saw people that did not like this match, and my only conclusion those is that, people are wrong. <laughs> I came to the conclusion that like they didn't want CM, they didn't want, they thought they were getting the actual match here, and they're pissed that they didn't get the match. And uh, you're going to get the match later, um, but they actually gave you a finish here. They gave you a winner and a loser. So they like they Clean. gave you the they gave you the match. They didn't give you the match you wanted. And I can understand that. And like 
trust me, if they come out here on Sunday and they don't give me a CM Punk uh John Moxley match or whatever else, I will I I will say that we got fucked. I I think I just think that they've built them enough equity to me the words like I think they're rationally getting the match. And like I thought that this was compelling as hell. It it took me into mind those squash that you mentioned earlier of them just being great. And like Moxley um and Moxley, you know, the the post match promo, he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Was that not supposed to happen? And he just talks about how he's like, I, I've been fucking headhunting all year long. And like, this guy's not, this fucking guy wasn't gonna stop me. And I like the story it tells of Punk came back too early. Uh, and I'm really interested to see how they're gonna get back to a, to him getting another match after like, he just got his ass handed to him. And like, was it just a re-aggravation? Did he break his foot again? What exactly is the word? And how are they going to play that into the story of them going however they go on pay-per-view? Like, and you know, these two are so talented, you know, they're going to, they're going to make it work. And it's like, that's why it's interesting to me. Cause it's like, this was no, mo- like they're like, they, they know they what they're to, doing. They, they're doing, they did a great job and they still have the thread of a, a small ass needle to make this fo- like completely like go all the way through and work. So like, it's, it's interesting to me, like how the hell are they going to like, I see what they're going to do, and I was saying this to um, in the in the thread that has like Floyd and and Chad and Finish on. It's like I kind of saw this baby face, baby face thing on a quick rematch thing, where like the story is like Punk is going to Chicago, like as an underdog, and he's going to have to overcome and fight like hell against somebody better than him to win, and like on short notice have to get his ass by somebody. Like I saw, I mean, we saw that with Nas and Tam earlier this year, and it's like. Obviously, I'm not going to get into the part where the, the hill turned down. Like, the first two matches, whatever else, like, that part was ultimately very compelling and, like, ultimately ended up being, like, a great story at, at uh, like, in that particular junction from match one to match two of, like, she was in a cage match, or not supposed to be in a cage match with Tam, and Tam beat the dog shit out of her. It beat her, beat her damn near to death. And, like, two days later, she has to, she has to fight her again, and she overcomes and wins. Like, this is what CM Punk is up against. And, like, I just find it to be interesting. Like, I can't wait to see, like, how Puck is going to come out there and say, I want another rematch, or how he's going to go Moxie in there, or how Moxie's going to just be this arrogant dick on top of the world and say, I broke, I beat your ass with your broke little foot. You only got a week to heal up. I'll beat you again, and I'll give you another match. I don't give a fuck. Like, whatever they do, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how this, how this all fits together to make this work to get to that match. But once they get to that match, it's on. Yep. Like and they got me. I, I I really enjoy this whole thing. I'm just interested to see how they like put the final pieces on it. And I think, you know, it was important like for the run that Mox has been on this summer, like for him to just hand the belt back to CM Punk, like that just felt icky, right? And it was very cathartic, I think, for a lot of people to uh to see Punk going. Especially going after two weeks down. ago. Yes, especially <laughs> after all that shit. And then like, you know, the uh, I think CM Punk had negative goodwill going into it. It just like, you know, like this guy's on a multi-year contract. He's not going anywhere. Um, but I guess if this helps people enjoy the story better, like I don't know if it helps them necessarily enjoy it, but they they worry themselves and talk themselves and all to all these weird scenarios and situations. It's like, why am I having to explain this cockamamie scenario that you created in your own head? Right. Um, uh, they basically. Um, Retrogram pulls up. Uh, if Dynamite 
if the Dynamite title match ended in a no contest or if it didn't happen and Punk had won in a barn burner without this result, same motherfuckers would be pissed saying they fucked over Mox. Um, they immediately released this match on YouTube for free. I believe this is the first match they've ever released in full um, you know, on the YouTube channel. Bill's Mafia <laughs> brings up three minutes and change. 2.2 million on the YouTube viz, so people are definitely interested. Um, so, yeah, I think they did the right thing here. Um, this is Vader and Anoki. Um, this is, you know, a lot of famous squashes. It's Vader and Anoki without Anoki having a match before in hand, yeah. Yeah. And I actually watched that recently. I, I Like, it, it cuts off before they start throwing shit, but I was disappointed when they, I didn't see the crowd throw shit. And, like, they're in Ohio this week. The Chicago dynamic will obviously change things. Be flipped. And that's why I was thinking, like, once they did, I was like, okay, they're, they're going to do the rematch. And, like, obviously, Punk has to win to make this work. Uh, but, Russell, I, did, like, I did not see Big AO um, talk about CM Punk. I will definitely seek that out because Big AO is a very entertaining guy. So, <laughs> um, after that, um, Christian Cage was asked about Jungle Boy. Said all he was trying to do is motivate him, blah, blah, blah. Um, he accepted the challenge. Ricky Stars came out most underrated thing of the night. I thought this was excellent. Like as far as like a baby face and talking about um, someone that turned on you and not looking corny, but looking passionate. And then like tied in the new Jack city line at the end, um, like sit your, like you bring your five dollar ass from Chicago. And, you know, I thought it was, I was really compelled by this and I had to go back and rewatch it because like I, this shit that that happened before this was so so great. Everyone's talking to each other on their phones and mm-hmm. kind of just in the moment. And it was a it was a tough spot to put him. And uh, I think he like I would encourage everybody to go rewatch that um, if you did not because like I think a lot of people are rushing to crown Ricky Starks right now, and I'm not there right as mm-hmm. far as like yo know, this needs to be pushed as like uh, ace level baby phase of the company. I'm not there, and I'm sorry, but this promo earn some stripes with me. I remember the, the, the new Jack city line, but I don't remember much about the promo because I was very much like just in a different world after the, uh, <laughs> the Moxley thing, uh, the Moxley title win and everything that was going. And I'm just speculating like, what the hell are they going to do now? Uh, as far as getting to a match, uh, for the main event, the show. So yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, you, after you told me that, like, you thought it was great, I ended up getting a, uh, a copy of the show. I just haven't got a chance to watch it yet. So, after that, we got that Moxley promo where he's like, you know, uh, he breaks it down, like, I'm sorry, that's not how it was supposed to go. Everyone wrote him off. Those people don't matter. Uh, the answer to any problem here, uh, it might be in pro wrestling is John Moxley. Uh, I thought him calling himself the answer, uh, would be, <sighs> a, he needs to go ahead and, and, and figure that out. Um, uh, <laughs> If that's, um, you know, uh, not trademarked or whatever. But uh, he says he is professional wrestling. He's not just some guy. He is the guy. People may ask when is his time, but Moxie's time is right now. So uh, after that, they ran down the cards for Rampage and uh, everything like that. We'll get back to that. But up next, a video package recap. Kenny Omega's return last week uh, immediately. Will Osprey's music hit after that? I was like, "Do y'all see it? Do y'all see it?" And then they, yeah, I didn't know if people did or not, but um, they they couldn't have made it more clear. Don Callis joins commentary, so he's there to scout um, for um, yeah, like uh, the next round, and he's here to look at Will Osprey. And then the United Empire faces Death Triangle, 
five stars. Um, oh, man. When we talk about RLPW, it's right here, baby. Um, this is just like, oh, my God. Um, there's so much. These boys got plenty of time. Yeah, like 25 minutes. like three minutes. commercial breaks? Yeah. Incredible, incredible moves. Uh, incredible sequences. I've seen Phoenix and Osprey, luckily, in a one-on-one match back in RevPro in 2017. Uh, I'm not shocked by what was happening. Lots of insane offense from, from both sides. Twisting Cobra over hard moonsaults from, from Osprey. Uh, Phoenix just going all time. This was just, just go out of your way to watch this. This was like one of the best matches of the year. Um, and it was like they, they they shot an angle in the middle of it with Kip Sabian. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, th- that's all set up for the all Atlantic stuff. The solo, like basically like the segment of the match that was Osprey versus Pack was also phenomenal. Yep. They, and they built that up. They led them to like kind of rise to each other's feet and meet, meet each other eye to eye. Um, Will Ospreay, when he comes to AEW, he don't fuck around. Um, mm-hmm. It's like he knew he knew the eyes was on him. And, like, it was just funny seeing people, like, all that discourse that happened about Will Ospreay happened after this man shows up on national television <laughs> right. and, like, and balls out and drops 50. Right. And the, the, um, week, the week after, like, he, he, you know, he has, like, the, you know, in my opinion, the best match of the year. Another match that was five stars. In my opinion, of course. And, like, you know, he had a match with freaking uh, Speedball Mike Bailey in in uh Rick in uh Rick, Rick and Knight Junior. Like the 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 weekend in between mm-hmm. all this stuff. Like, I don't know what those matches. I don't know how. What well, I haven't heard were back. They about both those got matches. five. Sorry. I believe they both got five. See, so I mean, look, you know, Meltzer be on one sometime or whatever else. I don't know if the, that five is the same as like you know the other fives, but whatever else, he's having great matches and like. People don't like them. People, people don't bristle at this. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like me personally, like I didn't give this man <laughs> five stars because there's a lot of, um, the one stuff that's out of their control with the commercial breaks, and I didn't see the commercial break stuff. But like also like the pacing stuff was uneven at times. But like I gave it four and three quarters, and I thought like outside of like Young Bucks and Lucha Bros from, um from this year and like Lucha Bros sorry yeah, not Lucha Bros but um also FTR in in Young I think those are the three best matches the tag best three best tag matches I've seen in uh AEW this year easily. So like I um I thought the match was sensational and I thought that like Phoenix was great and all them dudes is great. All them dudes is great. And, but like this was the this I love that this exists this was the Osprey show. Like I love that this exists and like <clears throat> like we get a world where fucking the United Empire just shows up <laughs> and and like it just rolls out from New Japan and then these guys are treated with respect, treated like the stars they are. Um and they just come out and, and roll roll out into the next round of the trios tournament. They win and we start going off air and all of a sudden the elite's music hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny comes out. They stare down face to face. Don's incredible on commentary this whole match. Um, and this whole thing is like leading to next week, the Elite versus um, United Empire. We're getting Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay across from each other, We're getting the Young Bucks in there with Aussie Open. Um, that's gonna be that's gonna be a match of the year candidate. Uh, I think 
uh, anything else like you know would be. I think those are the expectations. You'd be surprised if it wasn't. Now, so I heard Dave Meltzer gave a comparison of this match to the Will Ospreay uh, PWG match had like Ricochet in it, and uh, I think Max Seidel was in it. Yeah. Now we actually, we actually like by happenstance saw that this year um, at a watch along thing or whatever else. Where we all basically like for for jo- Josh from Keep the Show on the Birthday, we all got together. And we all nominated matches from different promotions, and that was a match that got brought up. I thought this match smoked that match. Same. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously that match is a lot was a few years older, and you know, standards changed even over a couple of years. But um, yeah, like I, I thought this match is fantastic. Black Sabre Junior. I don't care when Will and Kenny fight. You put Dave Meltzer front row like his Flair Steamboat in '89. I would love to see it. <laughs> um, oh, but man. yes, so this leads to something that's been going on since Kenny's been back these last few weeks. The off-air post-show promo. So like last week, it was like he was talking and, you know, taking those shots. It sounded like maybe at the, the cosplay guys, da 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 um, Like, and they, this week, this came out and, Will got on the mic, uh, or excuse me, uh, like the elite got on the mic. Basically, was like, "Yo, uh, shout out to y'all. You know, this is what you do when you come to America. Um, can you go ahead and like talk to the people and like do the rest of the job? Essentially, like you know, you got the main event spot. Da, 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 da. We appreciate you. Give a thank you to the United Empire." Will gets on the mic. All that like in ring charisma fades immediately. <laughs> And he's like going on and on talking about bro. He's like another five stars. And, uh, you know, he's talking about going going on and on. But he like hands the mic back to Kenny, essentially. And then Kenny's just like. Put this man in a blender like it, it was just like. I felt bad for Will. Like when Will was <laughs> like, bro, he was like, yo, you talk about, you know, the, this grueling schedule you had that just because you've done a couple indies and you wrestled a couple lower card New Japan guys. And then, you know, and you, and you got five stars or you, you got these stars from this one guy or whatever. And he's like, yo, no one remembers any of your matches. Um, they, they, they do like, you you might have lost Okada. So what? I lost Okada too, but I've also beaten Okada on the biggest stage. Something you've never done, and you will never do. And he also says, like you know, the match that they talk about with me—that's the one where I beat Okada, and that's the one people talk about as the best of all time. And it was just like, nigga, like like it, I could just—I felt like I saw Will Will Ospreay's heart just dropping uh, in real time, like his face. Like there's nothing I can say. Like I'm I'm owned. Like, I will string into a corn cob and die at this moment. Um, Kenny backs up because Will wants to charge him after that. And um, it just, like, heats up from there. And he's like, yeah, I know you don't got one of these catchphrases, so I'll do it. Uh, I'll bid you guys adieu. Good night. Goodbye. Bang. And it's just like, they unleashed this nigga, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like um, and, and get ready for the match next week. And, um... I'm ready. Uh, This was, yes, in in the comments. This is the ultimate you want to be me, little bro promo. Indeed. Um, it was fine. I thought that, like, 
I don't think I actually watched most of it. I just saw the part where like, uh, or maybe no, I, I, I miss Osprey's part. I saw Omega's part, and I was like, this is the indiscriminate like bearing thing I was talking about last year or last week when like you didn't like um, Punk um, talking about the the. The line about Moxley being the third best guy in his group and it's a recurring thing and how like that put over WWE guys and I was like, all right, so Osprey's or not, Okada is like saying like, yeah, don't you want to watch us? What do you want to watch us two guys known for losing to uh, Kazusuke Okada wrestle in AEW? And I'm like, yeah, but like I don't know why you brought that up right now. Um, yeah, it, it was weird. Uh, or not weird. It's not, that's not the wrong word, but I, I thought it was. Um, I, I don't. I get the point of the story that he's he's dropping it off with, as far as like he has to kind of go through Omega to kind of get to the Okada level, and it's kind of like that is a part of the the Osprey story in general. But it's like I don't really like Omega saying that because like it should be like if he beats one, he could or once Osprey breaks through to beat one, that means he can beat the other because they should be seen as, like, equals as opposed to that thing, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, like, I thought it was, I thought the crowd loved it. So, like, the crowd was into it. Um, you seem energized. Uh, but for yeah, me, it was I like... I saw it. I was like, man, I was like, this is rough for, for, for young Will. It's, it's, yeah. And the, th- and the thing about it that was rough about it was it felt did, like... Did you feel like it was, was just, like he was actually, it was actually like an open opportunity for him to go actually go as opposed to him setting up um to be bad for Okada, or Okada, for Omega to do that to him? I, I think that... You felt like, it was a real thing and he just fucked up? I don't think he fucked up. I just think he didn't really have anything to say. Like, mm-hmm. I, like and it was just like... You know, he he basically said, um, he said something about what, Kenny. What could, what could he have actually said though? Like he, he said he in, came he's back. In a, you, you, he's you, in you covering AEW. up. He's like you covering up your body and all that. Like, what do you have a belly right now? Um, I forgot. What and that fat shaming. Then we just get on. Then we just get on. Uh, Guevara we, we fat shaming. We, we just did. Um, Can't so win. Like, first so, off, first off, think about this one, right? I don't know what the whole situation was. I I don't know if he was set up or if he just actually really didn't have nothing. But like as far as taking the material off the top of the dome, right? He's like you all you were walking into AEW to as a New Japan guy, an American or sorry not American, but a, a Western New Japan guy to go out there and 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 argue with Kenny Omega. You're behind such eight ball. You gotta like you're behind such eight ball. They ain't trying to hear none shit you gotta say, even if you are hitting on something. It it's not a fair matter, crowd, you're saying? Like, this, this is not, you know... They ain't gonna give a fuck. This is like battling Sirius Jones in New Jersey. Like, it ain't, <laughs> it ain't, it ain't quite going down for you like this. I, I'm just saying you gotta be exceptional to actually have wow. some actually stick to him. Will was starstruck, Bill's Mafia says. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was like... The thing that was noticeable was like the the difference in charisma, where it, where it was like, that's the difference between Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. And it's like, Oh, like, and then when you see him like side by side, it's like, yeah, okay, like, but you know, we'll we'll get there. He'll get there one day. I don't even know about the one day. Like, I mean, we I just saw him cut a promo last week that I thought was incre- not incredible, but I thought was great. Like, it's is he the back and forth thing? He doesn't really have much time to. He doesn't really do yeah. that much, given that like most of his opponents are Japanese. Um. So, like, you know, it, it, maybe in a situation where, like, there's a learning curve and eventually, you know, he'll, he'll start cutting the big boy promos. Like, 
Like I remember when uh it was Cena and Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns flubbed like flubbed for a second and Cena was on his ass. Like it was like one of those yeah, it's like boy. You know, if you want to do this, you gotta cut the big boy promos and you know, it's like yeah, that's one of those. Yeah, um, I was I was very excited by by this, and um, I'm more excited by the match because ultimately wrestling is about a match. Um, <laughs> so I do a lot of talking to eventually sell you on putting your money or tuning in to see what them fight in a match. match. Yeah. Yes, man. Uh, like and, and saying bro like over and over again. Like that's not it's not um, going to it's become somewhat of a meme at this point, but. Um, yeah, but after that, um, we got Rampage, and I did watch Rampage, and now it is time for me to ask AW, what if you tried with Rampage? What if you decided that you were going to do some championship matches on there that had intrigue, that had a build, really good wrestlers giving their all, um, that have, you know, like a reason for us to really like feel like this show matters. Um, they had some good talent on this show. They had the House of Black, had Dark Order, they had Sammy, they had Ortiz, they had Ty, they had Ruby, they had Wardlow on the show, they had Jay Cargill doing a promo, they had Claudio, they had Dustin Rhodes, but it felt stale. It felt like, um, like it felt phoned in. It felt like it wasn't like quite there. Um, well, the tr- when, when you start with a Jay Lethal and Dax match, and then a title match where with a decisive squash, and a guy basically, in my opinion, like you know, lockdown wrestler of the year, <laughs> like lockdown Flair Thez with the with a win like that, and then like a five star or whatever match of the or one of the better match of the or the very best matches of the year, um, in the main event for it, it went twenty five minutes, and you know, like uh, you know, there are fireworks or explosions, sparks shot out of people's ass during the match, and then you follow that up with like, okay. We're gonna have Dustin and, and Cesaro have a match that's gonna be like a, a good match, and that's really it. And like, I'm gonna get to that. You know what's funny? I have like going over this match, like going over the show as you mentioned. The show, I was like, oh shit, I actually did watch this. I believe you did. Yeah, I did. Watch um, this. I I totally forgot. I thought I, I I I'm yeah. I actually did watch this. So yeah, so did House of Black and Dark Order, um, Silver Reynolds and Ten. Um, ended up getting a win mm-hmm. off a distraction with Miro showing up at the end. Um, people freaked out with Alistair Black or Malachi Black getting rolled up and losing. I hate it. Yeah, I I, I wasn't into this. That really is some at w, all. That's some distraction roll up shit that you see in WWE, and I hate that too. Like it's like we got to protect everybody. It's like just fucking beat them. Um, well, not even that. <laughs> like what what is what is. What is Buddy Murphy doing where he can't get paid? right? Right, like when he be the, if in no out of those three, when he clearly be the pin eater? Yes, um, and but they did something important did happen this match. Um, Ten started getting his knee worked on, which puts into motion Hangman taking his place as yeah. we've called on this show yeah. from the inception. Yeah. So everybody, so I want to know who like the Young Bucks alternate would it be Nakazawa. Like like when one of them gets tired, like they can put someone else in, right? Right? 
Like, like that's like if if that is like your story they're telling to where like, they actually have a chance because they're fresher, I can buy that. I don't I don't think they've actually brought that up. It's just like, oh, hey, hey man, you'll just come in and you'll just be with Reynolds and Silver, and and well, well, no, they're not they're not gonna bring it up now because they're gonna shoot the angle for it Friday. Like, no, they they, they laid the, the groundwork with him getting his knee worked on in this match. No, 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 no. I get that part, but I mean like the part where like it's a trios tournament one person in the trios drops and then like while everybody else has like fought through and gutted through their various injuries and things from being in fights like this one team can add another person in as fresh as a daisy that fucking sucks you can you would never be allowed in real fighting if there was actually real tag team fighting you know what i'm saying like they couldn't have the match like it would just be forfeit. forfeit Fuck them, uh, we ball. That has, that sounds whack. Um, <laughs> if this, at least we no, get a seriously, match. Seriously, if this was a real fight, if this was a real fight, obviously it's not. I'm not. I'm not. But I'm saying just like just think about it. But just think about it. Like, wait a second. So this, we all have to go through this this gauntlet of 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 you know of pain and suffering and all this kind of stuff, and then like you're just you just add in somebody else and you're good to go. Like it's like. It's like if we're in the middle of a playoffs, an NFL playoffs, and like everybody's in like week, you know, nineteen, and they're in this just rough, everything else. All of a sudden, it's like, oh yeah, like you, this other team has like a whole another fresh batch of football players you can just bring in for Super Bowl. What the fuck? Well, <laughs> like, that sucks. Well, I mean, they did have the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament when someone dropped out of it as a shoot that they replaced. Who? Um, when Moxley dropped out of the tournament. And they brought Miro in to replace him. So this is just a storyline version of that. Yeah, I guess. I totally forgot about like that they part. Didn't, like, they didn't give um, Danielson the trophy automatically. You still had to beat Miro for it. So um, That's true. But as you said, that was a real injury. This is fake. They've made this up. They contrived this. <laughs> they planned for this to happen. Yeah. Um and it ultimately comes back to like, oh, you Hangman's going to step up for these guys. They didn't want to go with the Bucks. Obviously, um, this is going to lead to Elite and uh, versus Hangman in the Dark Order, and this is going to be awesome uh, when it happens. So <laughs> um, after that, it feels we had, like they're doing. It feels like they're giving Paige charity. Like he's, I, I'm sorry. Like given what Orange Cassie has done, uh, like since Forbidden Door, I, I'd rather see him on pay per view than Page at this point. Just got to be honest with you. Like if it like if this worked, if this is wasn't for the it, good one, all, Pencil lost and took Phoenix's spot. That's a good one. Uh, that's way back. That's the 2021. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we're, we're talking about singles match. I'm talking about. I, I get what you're saying, like replacements, whatever. It's like the replacement thing. Like, I, it's just weird, right? Because obviously, like, we're not going to fuck up or whatever we have going forward of us. But ultimately, like these people get replaced and then they just lose the very next round. It, it's not like what's about to happen. Where like clearly, he's going to the final. Um, but like, yeah, like if the elite had a different friend, like Adam Page would not be on this card. Am I wrong here? <laughs> Um, I I guess, but they you know. I mean, I'm sure they would probably try to figure out what it, the sh- program, and maybe they would have put him with Sammy instead of Paige. I don't know, but like, it just feels like he's just he's there, and like he's gonna get another shot at his friends because they're his friends, and they're, he's probably gonna fucking lose, and then 
who knows what the fuck happens with him after that? Like they need to make they need to make like after him and uh him and Silver Reynolds the first champions does they have just all have something to do after this? Because Young Bucks and, so. and Kenny Omega are gonna be perfectly fine. Him, I I'm not so sure if he if he loses this. Uh I think the elite are going to win, uh, and Hangman's going to have no, no, to. They should, but if I'm thinking like, all right, we're, as far as programming and trying to keep keep people hot because you know they love they love Hangman's draws. If he he loses, I don't know what he does after this. I mean, he probably continues to do what he's been doing. Nothing, <laughs> just jack shit. <laughs> but you get what you get. What I'm saying, like that's not like what do we spend all this time for? If he's not going to be out here just lost adrift. Not, not wrestling. Months at a time, not doing shit. Not wrestling. Is he injured? Like, like, what's the deal here? Like, I don't know. I don't know. But um, the next chapter will unfold at the finals. So, um, yeah, Sammy and Ty against Ortiz and Ruby Soho. This is all right. Um, nothing really special here. Uh, Ortiz did get, like, busted open from a cutter. Uh, I guess he landed, like... On his, it was hard way, so landed right on his shit, and then um, yeah. got pinned by Sammy. Um, don't really have too much uh, on this one. So, um, TNT Championship, Wardlow versus Ryan Nemeth. Why is this happening? Why is this on the show? Um, and here, here come people. Oh, you know Ryan Nemeth. He's a solid. He can talk real quick, and then come out here and get crushed. I don't care about this. Um, a quick squash match for Warlow in Cleveland, and that was it. And like, I guess they decided to throw him in there because he's from the area too. This is like when we say, "Hey, please try." This is not trying here. <laughs> like it's just not compelling. Like you've got so many people on the roster that could do a good match uh, with Warlow. I, I, um, I think the thing was that it was like it was a run of just like between the first ma- like the mixed tag match and then this is like this is nothing i'm getting nothing right now yeah. as opposed to like if this is one or this is on you know if he's a hometown dude like why are you putting him on rampage and not dynamite you could have put the squash on dynamite yeah uh they could have did that instead of like you know a lot of stuff so um we had a jade promo i don't remember anything about it Um, but it was like, I think it was setting up the tag or the match against Athena. So, um, we got the ROH world championship, um, Claudio Casanoli versus Dustin Rhodes. They did the promo last week and they got into this match and I feel like these guys are going through the motions. They didn't really care. This was just regular by the rules match. And, um, this was like the. This was the fear that I had, like, with Claudio coming to AEW, right? I feel like his story, like, I've already seen him. I know, like, he's an awesome wrestler. But, like, him versus Dustin Rhodes, like, I don't necessarily need to see that. Uh, I don't need to see Dustin Rhodes versus Claudio Castagnoli. He's a 53-year-old and a 41-year-old guy, largely from WWE. What happened to the alternative? Like, I don't need to see Dustin Rhodes against this guy that he's wrestled like a million times, right? Um, if I'm watching Dustin Rhodes, I'm more compelled by him wrestling people that he didn't wrestle for years and years and years and years. Uh, if I'm seeing Claudio, I want to see him face people he didn't wrestle for years and years and years and years and years. I think they mailed this shit in. I thought that Dustin looked slow. So maybe he did. Uh, like, but, I, but at the same time, like, like three and a quarter. Yeah, but I was expecting like a match that was challenged four stars because it's those two. 
Yeah. And I was very like, I was like damn near ready to close this off before like the match ended, but I just stuck it out. Um, and that was it really. So, um, that was rampage. Yeah. Like, and like you look through rampage, right. And I, and I, in my mind, I was like, uh, I said to you last week, but I didn't, I didn't kill the show. I didn't kill rampage as far as like them talking about like Meltzer freaking out, uh, in the last few months about like their, their rating. And then you look up and you're like, well, shit, like this shit is a must see TV. And I was in my mind, I was like, okay, so this is like the third or fourth week in a row where I was like, yo, I could have done anything else. And I remember the one uh, two weeks ago with Trustbusters, the one that set me off the edge. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and they've like, got those October like, live shows coming. So, and, and those and rampages so, are very different. So I ended up going through it, right? And I was like, the last rampage where it seemed like they had the stars, they had the matches, they gave a fuck still was like the Takeshita. In Kingston Dynamite, and that was mm-hmm. like over two months ago, I think. And I was like, "What has happened to the show? This show used to be literally anchored by CM Punk or Danielson, and Daniel Garcia, Dante Martin would also be like the young guys that they had, you know, on this card as well." And it's like, what happened Adam to this? Cole. Adam Cole as well. Yes, yeah, for Adam Cole, it's like. We had three bankable stars that were anchoring this thing every on rotation almost every single week with with young younger guys. Like, what happened here? It's, like, this show is far. Like, I, I I know you know it's obviously a B show now at this point, but like this show is far far closer to dark in the last few weeks than it has been to anything approaching Dynamite. You got to be kidding me! Like, Dynamite's putting on great show after great show after great show. Like, like this whole summer, like all this, time level shows for for dynamite, and yeah. then like this is just and like this shit they throw out there, and and then I we talk about all the TV time that people don't have, whatever else. Like, well, what the fuck are they doing with this hour? Yes, yes. Fill the well, hour. You have stars. What are we doing? Luch- like, I, 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 what? What are we doing? Black Saber Jr. Elevation's been having more heat than Rampage lately. Yes, there was a match that I'm going to check out after. They had Emi Sakura and um, Sheeta and Sheeta tonight for the Reginity Wave Championship, and I'm hearing that was approaching like four stars, like for people on the timeline. So um, definitely going to take a look at that. And uh, like they've just been getting like cool stuff, and it's like, well, why don't like like you know the the problems like like that exist as far as like. Like what we basically said, yo, I don't blame Johnny Gargano for not signing. They have three hours a week, and then they don't even want to use all three, like right. in meaningful situations. Right. So it's like, fix this shit, and we'll we'll know in October if they're serious about this show. But the last two months, send them in, send send them in, like. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So is there anything else? I have nothing else. I'm going to. Um, oh, Matt Riddle got his name back. I believe he's Matt Riddle once again. Well, that's good because he should, as a person, he should have. Oh, more than I, one be- name. I believe they're also doing Let It Play Out um, already. With what? With the, the, uh, the tag the title shit. Yep. Um, nah, shout out to my man Les Owens. Y'all was, nah, y'all was just busting it open for marginal bullshit, ready to get that man a fruit basket again. Fuck out of here. Um, unbelievable. Um, that's great. Oh man, I gotta send you this. Anyway, we can wrap it up. 
yeah. Um, thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to read us whatever app you're um, listening to this with. Uh, and listen to the other shows on the network besides One Nation Radio. Oh, actually, before I even get to that, donations. Um, if you're watching from the stream, go to the Cash app. Go to our PayPal. If you're listening uh, from the podcast, uh, links in the description to our Red Circle. And go to and drop us off with a donation there. And listen to the other shows on the network, as I mentioned before. Um, besides One Nation Radio, you have Keep It Strong Style, The Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show, Gorman Watches Shit, 8-Bit Suplex, The Grave Consequences Podcast, uh all things elite great match generator get in the ring meet the press slam um and aew match guide thanks for listening y'all later send send the audio yes send the audio as well send audio and we will screen it y'all not slick um yeah whatever y'all thought cut that shit out just just, (laughs) just, yeah be real real. but uh thanks for listening later Peace. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.